welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's incredible to be here tonight. You have no idea how incredible it is to be here tonight. Um, yeah. So, we have some stuff to go over before we get started. And first thing I want to do, and this is the only time I want this talked about this evening. <laughs> but yes. I was stuck up on top of a mountain last week, and Christopher had to bring me supplies because I could not come home because of COVID. There were four of us stuck on a mountaintop, and he brought up propane and water and some medicine, and and uh, you know, anyone who did not live alone could go home, but we couldn't. So stuck up there on top of a mountain, and spending time with a cougar up there, which is pretty cool. And that's about it. That's why we were not on the air last week and why I appreciate so much Christopher jumping really in really quick and getting on and letting you guys know what was going on and um, letting you guys know what was going on and getting that workshop started for you. It was just crazy. I'm still not feeling 100% absolutely drained. It was just absolutely crazy up there, let me tell you. But that's not for a poetry show, is it? But just let you know why we weren't here last week. I appreciate you all, all your understanding on that. All right, so first of all, I want to let you know the number to call in if you would like to call in tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in. If you're interested in putting together a workshop with us, which you can see are pretty important because if I hadn't have had one to run last week, we'd have been in trouble. You'd have been listening to nothing. So if you're interested in putting together a workshop, let me know. The workshop can be anywhere from a half an hour to three hours long. You can pre-record them on your computer and send them to me, or I can set up a conference call and pre-record it for you, or we can do a combination of both. We can do a live show if you'd like, or you can do a whole live show. We can do a live show and and run a, a pre-recorded portion if you would like, whatever you want to do. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. Basically, we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. So just let me know what it is you want to do, and we can get that set up. Alrighty. The next thing probably the most important thing we're going to do tonight is make sure that we thank our sponsors, those people who stepped up to the plate and helped cover our a portion of our 2022 broadcasting license. We have been on the air for 15 years together now, and I just want to thank you all for the community that you have built here, you know, where, where you all stand up together and pitch in to help keep it going because we literally could not be continuing to do this this long without your help. So our sponsors are very, very important. And they are Karen Depth Rider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, 
Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Milton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I want to thank all of you very much. And for those who made donations anonymously in the memory of John Music Mankays, the Appalachian poet Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank you, all of you, for making this show possible for the last 15 years. All right. Now, we are going to be getting to our inspiration from the inkwell portion of the show. So get out your papers and your pencils, and uh, we'll be going over information on all of that. We'll also be touching on our summer writing challenge, Blackout Poetry. So uh, make sure you get the notes taken on that if you don't have anything yet. Ready? Did I stall long enough? Do you have your papers and pencils out? <laughs> awesome. All right. So what we are going to do is we are going to be starting out. In fact, let's just go ahead and do this officially. Dun, dun, dun. Here we go. I love my drum roll. Inspiration from the Inkwell Mini Workshop brought to you by the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. All right. So now... We're going to jump right into your prompts for this week. And remember that these prompts are going to be used in several of your writing assignments. So these are very important. As I go through these things tonight, if you don't happen to catch all of it, if I get you mixed up or lost somewhere along the way, don't panic. After the show is aired, you can come back and listen to it in the archives and start it and stop it at your leisure while you take your notes. Okay? So... As I go through these poetry prompts, remember prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. Now, with that said, the prompt can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of the poem. And beyond that, whatever you do with them is up to you, kind of. When I'm done having you do things to them, then then what you do with them is up to you. (laughs) So let's get started. Number your papers, 1 through 12, please. Number 1. Your first prompt for the night, for the week. Beautiful lie. Beautiful lie. Number two, a walk in the black forest. A walk in the black forest. Three, this is how it feels. This is how it feels. Four, yesterday's fairy tales. Yesterday's fairy tales. Number five, what they didn't tell you. What they didn't tell you. Number six, we were made to love. We were made to love. Seven, afraid of the dark. Afraid of the dark. Eight, cliff dancing. Cliff dancing. Number nine, finger pa- finger pa- finger painting mirages. Finger painting mirages. It's kind of a cool one. Ten, mental 
slavery. Mental slavery. 11. I feel your reflection. I feel your reflection. 12. We can be heroes. We can be heroes. Now remember, with your prompts, you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match, max, <laughs> mix and match the prompt. I was surprised I got one poem per prompt done, but I can't say mix and match. Mix and match the prompts. Grab number eight, six, eleven. Jump up there. Grab three. Use all of those in one one poem. Mix and match them as you like. Or if you're feeling really froggy, you can use all the lines in one poem. Mm. All right. So we're going to move on to your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And this is what I'm going to have you do before you sit down to write to any of those prompts. Okay, I'm not turning you loose with them yet. This exercise is to highlight that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you actually do write to it. It helps us get away from that knee-jerk reaction, that typical first inspirational response we have to something we hear that catches our attention. I say October. I bet you there's something orange in the first three things you thought of. But what happens when you get past that orange? What's hiding behind it? Right? That's what this is, teaches you to do. Remember, if you do something 27 times, it becomes a habit, meaning... If you continue to do this when you sit down to write, what you're doing is you're training your brain, remember, muscle jerk reaction. You're training your brain to have that muscle jerk reaction of a kaleidoscope or a, you know, an old slide reel. When it hears something that inspires it, immediately you're going to start turning over ideas instead of having your marble drop in that first slot. Okay. So this is a really important thing to do to help yourself grow as a writer and to find your own voice. Find the things that are only yours to write. Nobody wants to be basic. Nobody wants to write the typical. Find what's only yours. Find what belongs to you. And that's what you're going to write about. So once again, what I want you to do is I want you to start out for your pick-apart-a-prompt writing exercise. I want you to take your first prompt, Beautiful Lie, and I want you to write it at the top of the page. And then before you sit down and write a poem to it, I want you to sit and write at least six different ideas to poems you could write to it. Okay? So look at that prompt and turn it upside down and inside out and backwards. Figure out at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. When you're done, move on to the next, on to the next, on to the next, until you have at least six different poems you could write to each of the prompts. I promise you, you will not get all the way down to number 12. You will not get all the way through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you, and you're going to take off writing, and it's going to be something that you're going to be pretty impressed with. Guaranteed. All right. So once again, number your paper one, or put the prompt at the top of your page, 
write at least six different ideas for poems you could write to that poem before settling on what you do write to that poem. All right? So once again, these are your 12 prompts you will be writing to for your Pick Apart a Prompt Writing Exercise. We'll run through them very quickly. One, Beautiful Lie. Two, A Walk in the Black Forest. Three, This is How It Feels. Four, Yesterday's Fairy Tales. Five, What They Didn't Tell You. Six, We Were Made to Love. Seven, Afraid of the Dark. Eight, Cliff Dancing. Nine, Finger-painting mirages. 10. Mental slavery. 11. I feel your reflection. And 12. We can be heroes. For extra credit for your free writing exercise, which we should all just spend some time goofing off with our pens every week, just let have, you know, run run wild a little bit. And uh, you're not constrained. We don't, every time we sit down and write, we can't put the strain or stress on ourselves that we have to produce a poem. Sometimes you just have to sit down and write for the fun of it. And you have to give yourself permission to be able to do that. That is more important probably than anything else you can do in writing. It's just let it go sometimes. All right? So just for the fun of it, and for the silliness of it, and if you ever do this once, you will never stop doing it because it really is dumb fun and we all need dumb fun in the things that we work on really hard sometimes to make us remember not to take them so seriously to remember that it's something we enjoy all right so what i want you to do for your extra credit writing assignment is i want you to write the words beautiful lie on the top of the page and then i want you to start telling a story from that first line Right, And you have to walk down the list through all 12 prompts in order and use them somewhere in your story. So you're going to start out with beautiful lie and somehow just talk yourself through a story until you can fit the line, a walk in the black forest. And then after you write that one, you just keep making up the story until you can fit in the line, somehow work yourself into this is how it feels. And then yesterday's fairy tales and what they didn't know and blah, 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 or what they didn't tell you and blah, 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 all the way till you work all 12 of those lines, words, prompts into your storyline. And it's really funny when you sit back after you're done and you read through it and it's like, oh, my God, this is crazy. But you'll be laughing. You'll be smiling because it was a lot of fun. You know, this helps teach your brain to chase those ideas that aren't the ones you're trying to rein your horses into. Basically, you know, we spend so much time trying to push our muse out the door, we don't realize it's trying to pull us out the window, and sometimes we just have to let go, let it have fun, and let it push us out that window. All right? So there you go, your story prompt for the your. Your story prompt for your poetry prompts, your extra credit journal assignment for the week. Prompted free write storytelling is what we're calling it. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, here is the information, by the way, on our summer writing project, Blackout Poetry. We will be having fun with these all summer long, and summer probably till the 1st of October, so just the rest of the month. Um, all summer long, and remember, there will be prizes given out. So for those of you who are hearing about this for the first time, Black, 
blackout poetry is created when you take a document like a newspaper or a magazine page or a book page, something along that, and you scan all the words, you pick out the lines you want. Usually I'll take like a pencil and, you know, circle it lightly. But you go through the document and using the text that's already existed, existing on the page, you write a poem by keeping the words you like and blacking out all the ones you don't want to use. One of the fun challenges of this, of course, is that the words have to stay in the order that they appear on the page. All right. So you take an existing document, such like, like a book page, all right, and you cross out the majority of all the text you see, leaving, leaving only visible the words that comprise your poem, which should be a complete and unique piece of writing. One of the one of the you know the only main rules about writing poetry like this is it cannot resemble, or you cannot be, you can't tell what piece of text it is prior to. That's what makes it your own. Okay. So if you aren't familiar with blackout poetry, you can go and look at some examples that people have been posting on my Facebook page. I've got one up there as well, or you can Google it and check out images and, and kind of see what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about blackout poetry, there's also some really, really good sites that will walk you through writing it if you need a little bit more explanation on that. I'll do a, a quick recap in just a moment. But remember, the important part about this is it's just something fun and silly. Again, letting yourself go. Don't take things so seriously. Give yourself time to play once in a while, all right? But there will be prizes drawn at the end of this summer for all of those who do participate in this. Participation includes creating a blackout poem, of course, and then posting it on my Facebook page or sending it to me in Messenger because not everybody wants to post stuff on their Facebook page. So either post it on my Facebook page or send it to me in Messenger. Every poem you post or send to me will get your name into the drawing, meaning the more blackout poems you do, the more chances you have to win. All right? And you would be jumping on this immediately if you knew how cool the prize is. So simple recap. Take an existing piece of text, scan the page for meaningful words, circle lightly in pencil, or write down a separate piece of paper all the phrases you like. When you're done, look for additional words or phrases you need to add or eliminate to finish off your poem, and then black out all the words you do not need to create any design or illustration to finish the poem, which is kind of cool because blackout poetry is as much vis uh, visual as it is anything else. So if you were to write a poem about springtime and somehow was able to black out all the the words you're not using in the shape of a sheet, a, a leaf, or make it vines going around or something the way you, you know, you can make it as visual uh, as you want, as well as having it be a cool poem. So go look at some examples. It's going to explain it a lot better than I did, but I'm sure you get the idea. Y'all are smart. All right, so that's it. Remember, as food for our creative souls, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than writing, you guys should have this memorized by now. You guys should be able to do the whole end of this because I've been telling you this for years. I wonder how many of you listen. Are you reading more than you're writing? Because if you're not, you're doing it what? Backwards. Yep, backwards. 
You are what you eat. That includes your brains. You have to have input in order to have output. So reading, reading, reading. All right? And it doesn't have to be all poetry books. It can be anything. It can be the newspaper. It can be cereal boxes. Just every day, feed your head something. All right? And for our writer's discipline, every day I want you to go out and I want you to write a haiku poem. Three lines. Haiku form, three lines, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables on your line count, all right? Each day, go out in the world and find something worth 17 syllables. And all your rushing, 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 stop. Stop. Breathe. Exhale. Look around you for a moment. You can fit an entire lifetime stopping in that one moment than you can in the rest of your entire day. So when, when, when something catches your attention, stop. Look for those 17 syllables. Give yourself that moment. Okay? It's important. It's important to tell yourself and to tell your muses that they're important enough to dedicate 17 syllables of your day to them. Think about it. Mm-hmm. All right. So... When you write those down, blah, blah, blah. If your syllable count isn't perfect, blah, blah, blah. It's okay. You can fix it later. Just get them written down. If you miss a day, don't use it as a crutch to say, oh, I missed a day. I'm not doing this anymore. No. You get up, you brush the dirt off, and you keep going. You start up the next day and the next day. And if you miss the next day after that, I don't care. Keep going. All right? I believe in you. For those of you who are still posting the haikus, and thank you, Noreen, for the one you posted for me this last week. So, uh, you know, keep posting those. I look forward to getting caught up on them. And I guess that's it. We are going to play an audio recording because we start and end every episode with an audio track done by one of you guys. So, if you have a track you would like to have me play on the air, you can... Send those to me either on Facebook. If you're on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York, Los Angeles, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know, or actually note that, yeah, if you want to do a workshop, let me know that too. But uh, put sub, on the subject line, put something along the lines of audio track, audio file, MP3, something like that. I'll get it uploaded to the show's library and we will play it for the world. All right, you can also... Email those to me, to the to the the speakeasy the word does in there yeah the speakeasy cafe at gmail dot com all right and we can get those uploaded. The track that I picked to start the show with tonight is Sean Collin, and it is called Chemistry. Here we go. The first cock I saw was in a catalog. They were selling sex tapes. I fished it out of an old man's mailbox. I'm sure he was disappointed when it didn't come. I came. For weeks. My door had no lock on it. I was 14 and terrified. Witness the power of the explicit image destabilizing adolescent orbit, the concentric circles of maturation growing ever wider under the weight of desire, the velocity of exodus bidding farewell home planet, but is everybody like this? Doomed satellite seeking new orbit to wrap itself around. Like the tuning of an imperfect radio, hands fumble with the knob. I've been looking for truth is the blues. And finding pop song with great frequency, you'll hear love, love, 
Love is all you need. But do you want something else? Are the building blocks of instinct just foundation for the towering mechanism of human culture? Pornography like some bat in the attic designed to sell you sex with a parasite stitched under its skin. This is commodity. This is fetish. This is appropriation. This is sales. This is sales, 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 clerk. There's a boy wandering the department store. Looks a lot like me. Has empty hands. Appears lost and waiting for something brighter, some promised thrill. Eyes pointed upwards, searching for someone who will help him. Among the thousands of skinny, angry people packed into northeastern apartment complexes like so many cheap cigarettes, they burn for nothing, want nobody, are determined to be untouched. Don't ask them what they're waiting for. They only speak supply slash demand and cliche television workplace rhetoric. When you work for a living, you're dying. When you hunger for touch, you eat nothing. So, try nostalgia fix for all first times. Maybe once that was you. What were you on? A couch? A button? A bed? A joint? A bottle of whiskey? The back seat of a car? Unbuttoned shirts? Skirts? Pants? Eyes? Hands? Taking in the body of a lover like a foreign jukebox of endless something else? And maybe that first time you didn't think about disease. And maybe that first time you didn't think about pregnancy. Maybe that first time all you thought was, ugh! Finally, finally, the hand extends, lifts the chin. Hey, you're beautiful. Be close to me. Now take that feeling. Cushion it with collagen lips. Throw in a bass drum beat. Tie it to something else that nobody really needs. That's your culture. That's your culture. That's our culture. Modernization promised orchestra. We were supposed to be singing by now. We're choking. West, west, westward optimism. Bullets cheaper than food. Sex is free. To sell shoes and then vanish after the 30-second spot. Love the lifestyle choice to be experimented with in college. Like the first finger or fist strangling out universes in a single stream of constellations lately... I miss the guilt I used to feel after every orgasm, but not enough to deny that I have them. We all long for a conclusion that will never come. Though every movie we've seen ends tears and explosions, kissing, credits, nobody loves like the movies. Everybody loves like children, waiting for something brighter, some promised thrill. Their empty hands are naked prayers, their eyes pointed upward, searching for someone who can help them. All righty. That was Sean Collin. Absolutely great piece. So, you guys ready? Are you ready for this? It's time for you. If you would like to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 702 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure to introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading. So actually, so I don't keep getting pings, having people saying, oh, my gosh, this person's amazing. Who are they? And then I missed you reading your whole poem. And... My attention should be on you, right? So, yeah, tell people who's reading. And uh, 
the other thing is that you never want to send your work out there into the world without your name attached. You are literally, verbally, publishing your poem right now. Fifteen years worth of archives, folks. Your poems are in there somewhere. Is your name on them? Always introduce yourself so your name's attached to your work. Next thing, you can read two poems. Keep them right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people who are waiting in line behind you. If the lines get too busy tonight and I have to switch that back to one poem per person, I will let you know when that happens. What happens in your turn, I'm sorry, but right now you're good to go at two poems. When you are done reading, please make sure to give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better. Until the next time you come and read next week. (laughs) All right. Remember as well, please, that we do have a mature rating. That means I have no clue what is going to be read on the next line I pick up. All right? So buckle in, get ready, because you're going to hear just about anything. With the exception, don't dim the lights, because there will be no hardcore erotica, no adult porn poems. We don't have an adult rating. There's some great shows out there with adult ratings if you want to want to go visit them, but this is not one of them. You guys know where that line is. Please don't push past it. Let's help keep our rating good. All right? Now, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and announce... I would get in trouble for the no bumping body parts, not leaving that out if Robbie was here, but we're good. So um, where was I? Oh, I'm going to get out the first three callers so you kind of know where you are in the lineup. We have 702 followed by 575 and 731. I'm going to go ahead and run down the list on the next couple because um, I'm going to, and I'll tell you what I'm saying. We have 832, 219, 256. I want to let Stanley know where he is because he doesn't get a chance to call in very often. His son usually calls in and interrupts him, which we love his son, so we understand. Anyway, then after that, well, we have 863, and that's as far down as I'm going to go right now. So I'll kind of give you a heads up. Let's go ahead and take our first caller, area code 732. You are on the air. Hey, Nella. Or 702. 702. Yeah, yeah, you threw me off about it. I was just making sure you were paying attention. Yeah, no, I am. Uh, Give me Ray <laughs> Davis, word machinist here. Always a pleasure to be with you, Nyla. Uh, so you had a wild night on the mountain, and you came back with a cougar skin jacket. Is that right? I don't know if I caught those. <laughs> no, but I'm not going to lie. I mean, we we were up there for six days. Uh, in quarantine, actually seven days in quarantine, six nights. And uh, it it was pretty cool sharing the mountain with the cougar, I'm not going to lie to you. My guy had a but it was really cool. You did have your guns, you were ready. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I I started thinking about, you know, talk about prompts, Nyla on on the mountain, cougar nearby, and Nyla's got a gun. If that's not a poetry prompt, I don't know what it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would be frightened of that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think anybody would. I know I wouldn't be up there. Uh, so, Nyla, we had uh, recently. I got a really uh, wonderfully surprising discovery. We knew we had the file on an old computer um, that Missy had saved from uh, all from the MySpace uh, blogs. 
that where we posted our photos mm-hmm. back then. And I was able to extract that. Now, they're all HTML, so not easy to open, um, and they're all identified by number only. So I have to um, basically bring them out into a different format, one by one. So it's kind of like opening a Christmas present. Because I don't, it, it was about 800 pumps, and I didn't realize how short-lived our time was on MySpace. I mean, this literally two, two and a half years, you know, three at the yeah. outside. And, uh, yeah, so uh, so the post that I came back with on there, it's like 852 posts in a two-and-a-half-year period. Now, most of those are poems. There were Poet Spotlights I did. There were some other blogs I did, some announcements, but mostly it's poems. And I haven't gone through – I just scraped the tip of the iceberg on it because it's a monumental task, and I'm enjoying kind of being surprised by them because I don't. 800, and it's been, we're going back almost 20 years. I don't remember on the top of my head all of them. Some of them are a pleasant surprise. Other ones are like, did I write that? And, uh, <laughs> but one of the ones I did bring up was a poem that is very near and dear to yourself, and that is Wildwood Motel. Um, yes. Not only does this poem uh, have a special place, I you know, I don't, um, I like the poem, even after all these years, but it definitely, it's one of my earliest works, and and it shows, um, but that's part of what makes it special, and then the other, and the other part is, is that Spirit Wild herself, a.k.a. Nyla, is in the poem, and all of these posts came back as exact copies of the blog. So I see when it was created, when it was posted. So I have the exact date that each one of these was posted. And this is one of my earliest. This is from March of 2006. So pretty cool stuff there. And I to hear it. Yeah, and I didn't realize. So I we must have linked early um, on MySpace and it was right after I started posting that I wrote Wildwood. The other thing, I, as I read Wildwood back to myself, I realize, and this makes sense, that this older piece of poetry, almost everything I've written since could be um, linked back to it because this was before there was Old Bill, before there, well, just before Old Bill, um, Sideshow Sheila, before there's any other characters, there were the characters in this poem. And that's part of what I too, as you know, you know, I write the stories in the, in the world to the characters that populate them, and um, that started, I think, more or less, it started with this piece. Um, and that said, now that I have rediscovered the piece, some of these characters may actually pop up in new pieces. We'll see. We'll see right, how now you're out. a necromancer. Well, you know, anyone can do it. Uh, so this is uh, Wildwood Motel. Now I know. Now I sent it to you. I don't know if you guys just read or if you're waiting for me to read it on here, but this is the Lost Poem, featuring Spirit Wild, aka Nyla, Wildwood Motel. Cigar stand, the maintenance man, ragged gate master plan, and a crazy wandering eye. Debbie, the crack whore down at number four, had invited him in for some pie. The butcher brothers owned two rooms where they sold their candy-coated treats. 
A billfold of cash and the candy was passed to the kids playing out in the street. Old German Helga gave them all hell, but left the Third Reich evermore. Now sits at her window, wondering where did the time go, keeping vigil for her furor. Sweet Cheryl Madrid lives here with her kids, and although her income is slight, she hugs them both tightly and kisses them nightly and prays. Soon all will be right. Young downtown Marvin in a corner apartment with his gramps and his pit bull McKay. He works hard in school and at basketball he rules. He's going to make it out of here someday. All alone in the attic where he gets no static. The man with no name awaits. Just out of the slammer with a bloody claw hammer. Whatever he wants, he will take. When Miss Spirit Wild was only a child, she penned a few poems and stories. At the Wildwood Motel, she survived its hell and has gone on to much greater glory. Ah, just another day in hell at the Wildwood Motel. A hop, skip, and jump away. Make sure to limit your very short, short visit, for you surely wouldn't want to stay. And poem. That is still amazing to this day. I love that piece, you know, and you make excuses for it, you know, or not excuses, but disclaimers that it was an earlier week work and it shows, but it reads pure as it did back then. Well, I will say that Don't. I, I, <laughs> I, I, no, I, do, I appreciate that. Um, I think it reads I think it holds up well being read vocally. I think reading on a paper, not maybe not quite at the same level, but it's uh, it's definitely a very special piece and um, special in that you were in it and you were the first uh, poet that I included in one of my works. And one I did not know that. I love that I made it out of the hotel. Well, you, you did, and, and, and it is, it, it, let's be clear, it was a motel, you know, it was any kind of ritzy motel, place, yeah. not a place you wanted to be from, but you did make it. You made it out of the Wildwood, Spirit Wild, Wildwood, it was pure inspiration, <laughs> and, you know, you give me credit, you know, for, for helping with the launch of the show, or the, or the, or the, you know, for it to come into fruition as it has, but I have to give you credit as well. You know, I found... Uh, another post I, I pulled up was one of my spotlights, and it was on our mutual friend Dave Kuhn, who was known as Nisman mm-hmm. back then. And that was cool because it was, I mean, here's a guy that I couldn't even remember. I thought I thought Dave was before me, but I'm looking at this point. Oh, that's right. He was one, He was an up-and-comer, and then I gave him, I, I helped him, I gave him a leg up. But in the preface for that piece, I mentioned several poets who helped me when I was first there, and you are one of the ones mentioned. I have to also send you the transcript, the exact transcription of that uh, post. Uh, there's Brad Coon, there's Ogre Poet Greg, um, there's a couple of the names that people that I haven't thought of or, or heard from in quite a while. There's you, and there's uh, <sighs> Christy, but I don't know which Christy it is um, from that post, but Spirit Wild, you were one of the ones that helped me. So, see, one good turn deserves another, right? So, it's been a while, uh, huh? Now, for the second, 
It has been quite a while, yeah, it's, and still thought of very fondly. Um, so I've been writing crazy. Back then, I wrote something. I mean, that's eight hundred. It's about eight hundred poems for a two and a half year span, which is um, that's quite an output. And then after that, it was much less. And then there was a period where there was nothing about seven years, and then I started back up a few years ago, doing a couple of months, and now in the last few months, several months, I'm writing like I was back then. I mean, one to three a day, every day. And I'm, I'm so backlogged, because I'm, I'm refusing to post more than one a day, so I've got, I'm a far enough ahead. Now, this is, this is one that will not post for a few weeks, so this, is, this will be a speakeasy exclusive. And it's also one of the rare um, positive Uplifting poems from your favorite dark, dark. Oh, he's so dark. Word machine. So uh, I think you might you might like this one. This is called Cartwheels. Do those childhood cartwheels, even if just in your mind. Don't let bitter toxic pills leave your smile behind. There's so much beauty in this life. Go on and fill your cup. Laugh maniacally at everything. Be mischievous, bold, abrupt. Look fate right in the face. Grab it with your two hands. Smile at all passersby. Explore undiscovered lands. Love with every part of your heart. Let passion seal every kiss. Let each touch linger on. Discover the true meaning of bliss. Sing a song for all to hear. Play guitar or be a dancer. Write a poem. Squeeze that ink and never take no for an answer. Go out and do everything crazy that you've ever longed to do. Remember, life is beautiful, and really, so are you. And home. I loved it. I loved it. No one died. No one died? Well, I mean, come on. I'm not killing people off every poem. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Yeah, no bone saws, no blood, no abattoirs, right? So we'll break from old. In fact, I think old Bill, you know, he could probably benefit from that poem. He might lighten up a little bit. But, you know, you write a lot of dark poetry, but I would classify you more of. You know, someone asked me, you know, what kind of poet, you you would be like right along, you're like one of the great storytellers, one of the great prose writers. Because I do know that you write more than dark, even though you do write a lot of dark. Well, it's, uh, I do, and that was kind of a cornerstone early on, and I think that kind of followed me a little bit. Um, but I'm I'm really, uh, I'm actually now making more of a, I'm, I'm doing what you said, I'm, I'm being very carefree with the writing. I'm just, I mean, if it sounds silly, I don't care. I'm going to write about it anyway. I've got a couple coming up that are um, really, you know, a little bit different. Uh, mailbox is one. I want to actually. I might. I know you said you mentioned that chance. one, so I had it pulled up, and I was I thought that's what you're going to read tonight, and so I was trying to read through it real quick before you read, and it's like, oh, what, what? Cart, cartwheels, what? <sighs> and I was reading like I was like well, reading. You know, I would have, but I'm on a two poem. I know. Here and, uh, and, well, that's fine, but um, and I wanted to get Wildwood in for you, so 
Uh, maybe we'll push mailbox to next week. But that was fun to write because it was just so different. It was whimsical. I'm trying to do more things like that. Um, there's still some polarizing uh, topics, and there's definitely still some stories. You see I've brought old Bill back several times and some of the other – in fact, mixing some of the characters within uh, some of the pieces. That's always fun to do. But uh, the show must go on. I'm taking up way too much time, so – Let's roll it out. Jimmy Ray Davis, you can find me at Facebook. Um, Jimmy Ray Davis. My, I don't remember the URL. It's dot Facebook, whatever. I'll look it up for next time. But Michael Todd was saying that if you look up Jimmy Ray Davis, you're going to find about 100,000 of them. Um, it's, it's a pretty common name. I don't know what the Ray part, but Jim James or Jimmy Davis is. Uh, but just uh, word machine, it's in parentheses. It shouldn't be too hard to find. Look me up. Also, ReverbNation.com forward slash Word Machinist for all my recorded pieces. And I do have a lot of things coming up. I will, those reveals will be done here before, uh, well, aside from my own post, but no, no other third-party sites uh, before they're listed here. Uh, I am branching out, so if you guys are interested and want to check some more, some more things out, I am now on, uh, I, have, I have my uh, Word Machinist YouTube channel up with a few videos. And um, Angels Cried Above, uh, Echoes from a Crumbling Well, uh, Bone Saw, a couple other pieces on there. Also, I'm on Instagram and uh, TikTok, so mostly just doing promotional stuff right now. Eventually, we'll do some more interactive video-type things leading to our next endeavors, which I will keep you posted on. So follow me there, and I will follow you back. And Nyla, thank you as always. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate you as well. You did a great job tonight, and thank you for reading that for me. I'm so happy to hear it. I was happy to do it. All right, now you take care. I love you. I love you too. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 575. Mr. Levi, are you with us? I'm with you, Nyla. How are you tonight? How are you feeling? This is Levi Miracle, by the way, from New Mexico. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Great job. (laughs) I'm doing wonderful. It's good to hear from you, hon. Awesome. Glad to hear you're doing better. Thank you. Uh, My first piece I'm going to read is called As If There Was Never a Heaven at All. Mother, please forgive me. I've been out all night long, drowning my sins in whiskey and writing you a song. Father, please forget me. I'm nothing but a wayward son, cursing and drinking whiskey, wondering where it all went wrong. That's why I wrote this song. Please tell my God I'm sorry. But the whiskey done stole my soul. Another three shots in, and I'll drown in sin, as if there was never a heaven at all. What the hell do I do now, when hell's my only call? Another five shots down, and I begin to drown, just like there was never a heaven at all. Brother, please remember me, and the times when I wasn't gone. When we were more than broken dreams, still waiting for the sun. Sister, please don't hate me. I'm I'm nothing but a loaded gun. 
getting drunk with regret and whiskey while writing you this song. Please tell my God I'm sorry, but the whiskey then stole my soul. I'm with the three shots in, and I'll drown with sin, as if there was never a heaven at all. What the hell do I do now, when hell's my only call? Another five shots down, I begin to drown, just like there was never a heaven at all. In peace. So are you going to record that one into a song? Uh, hopefully, yeah. I can. I, I can wish definitely I could. Hear I, it I can't sing myself, so I can't sing. So it's like I wish. I wish I had that ability, but I don't. <laughs> you know, with your voice, have you heard? Do you know who Chris Ledoux is? Chris Ledoux? No, I do not. Or who's the guy that sings? Um, Johnny Horton. Do you know who Johnny Horton is? Johnny Horton. No. <laughs> I got to look these people up. You do. Yeah, I will send you for links sure. for them. Both of them are singer storytellers. Mm. And they're set it's just it's a lot like spoken word. It's all you know yeah. you're, you're you're doing it over music. But it's it's considered a song, and there's no reason you, with your voice you cannot do that. I think you should play with it and have fun before you just turn it over to someone else. Still turn it into a song, for sure. Yeah. Because it deserves to be one. But I think that you should have some fun recording your voices over, over music, you know, and if you listen yeah. to those two artists, you can kind of hear. And Jimmy Ray does that from time to time, too, mm-hmm. sing, yeah. you know. And I used to record and, uh, a lot, but some of my equipment broke, and I just haven't gotten any new ones yet. So You know, you, everybody sits there and thinks they have to have fancy things to do stuff. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> but all you need is a, head, a $14.99 headset from Walmart with a mic uh-huh. on it and a program on your computer that will let you do a, you know, copy-paste over music on your voice, and you can have fun playing. Yeah. I'll have to do that. <laughs> yes, you will, my dear. I have one more Not that more I'm telling you. you what to do. You do you. You be you, but do what I say. Oh, I will, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have one more for you. This one's brand new. First time ever reading it on anywhere, so. It's called, um, it's called The Smile. She placed me in a box, like a room I couldn't escape. She tied me up with the twine of a disingenuous smile. I fought back like a hyena in a cage, a piranha in a fishbowl. I long for the taste of freedom like blood, like air, like a language spoken between two lovers scorned, but in her smile was where I was held captive. The picture isn't always perfect, my mother said. Framed together was what I thought would become, a memento of passion, a collage of enticement. Mother said, follow your heart. But a meat sack will always attract predators. A meat shop always has a butcher. 
Is that what I'd become? A market of a man? A meal to be sold by the nearest pound? A memory best served hot and ready? Rarely, I'd climb outside her smile, pry her teeth open like a Bible, lips adjacent far enough for me to scream, for help, for anyone to love me the right way. But I'd always climb back into her jowls, hide under her tongue so the words wouldn't hurt, disregarding the stench of lies on her breath. I used to pick men from her teeth. I'd watch them climb in time after time. Some escaped. Some were swallowed whole. But the others she'd chew up like bubblegum and blow out like a balloon the pieces she didn't want. But now... Now I found where I belong, the key to my escape. No longer will I be stretched across the butcher's block of her tongue, no longer hidden between half-chewed truths and regurgitated lies. I no longer have a meat sack for a heart, but instead a heart you might want to meet with a smile. I promise you, whoever you are, you will never become my prisoner. You will never enter an inescapable box as I did. I will meet you halfway between here and eternity. Open arms, an open heart, an open mind. Sometimes, sometimes you come to find happiness shouldn't be pressured. It should come like a cool wind on a hot summer afternoon, invited while feeling pleasingly relieved with time. I've learned to treat my heart with respect. And forget the smile she caged me with, like a hyena in search of his next meal in peace. Wow. That was intense, Levi. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I love reading. I can um, hear the teeth on the bars. People, you know. Yeah. I love reading in front of people, so when I'm able to go out again, uh, I'm going to definitely go to open mic nights and stuff and hit this one out. That would be pretty cool. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you, know, you can find me. I'll fly, I'll fly um, in just for that. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me... Um, on Facebook under Levi, L-E-V-I, Miracle, M-E-R-I-C-L-E. It's actually the poetry and writings of Levi Miracle. And then you can find me on Poets and Writers Database and find all my published works there. And as always, listen to my song, Whiskey Deep. It's on my page. Um, it's the only one I have that's a professional recording and Sounds great and all that, so listen to that. And that you submitted, won a contest, so, top songwriter, and had your piece recorded by, who was it recorded it? Um, oh, my gosh. Hold on. Uh, it's some some company out of Nashville. Oh, my gosh, can't believe I'm forgetting the name. <laughs> anyway, they're out of Nashville, and uh Yeah. They, I won a contest. I, I just need to make a little bit bigger it. deal out of it. Huh? <laughs> I just wanted to. You, you weren't making a big. You weren't making a big enough deal out of it. Oh, okay. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, and then right. um, that's where you can find me. So yeah. As always, Nyla, Perfect, I appreciate sweetheart. you and all you do. Oh, I appreciate you, and thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. It was incredible. Oh, no problem. Thank you very much. All right. So we will talk to you next week. Yes. Wait a minute. Was Lord that willing. one or was that two? That was two. Okay. All right. Phew. Yeah. I'm getting old. I'm done. <laughs> I have or my I have time. Br- I, or I have mountain brain. Thank you for keeping me on track. <laughs> <laughs> All no right, problem. sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Mr. Levi Miracle. Our next caller comes from area code 731. Michael, you are on the air. Plug me into something. Hi, Nyla. How you doing? Hello, Michael. I'm doing great. This is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. I'm talking through my nose, and I don't know why. I just I just sneezed. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway. You're allergic to me. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. So, uh, Brother Jimmy, you, you said he didn't read about death. And I thought, do I have anything about death? And I've got all this stuff I keep printing off and catching up, and I actually do. I have two poems about death. One of them is so out there that I'll have, you know, at the end of poems, I often put a disclaimer to explain Uh what you just read. This one right here is so out there that I'm going to read the disclaimer first and just give away the (laughs) middle. It's called prestidigitator. A prestidigitator is someone who performs magic tricks to per, to amuse an audience. Uh, words in the poem tapestry is a heavy textile with a woven design used for curtains. Aras, A-R-R-A-S, a wall hanging of a heavy hand-woven fabric with pictorial designs. And finally, Afghan, a blanket knitted or crocheted in strips or squares. This is in a theater, and these hanging from the walls, okay? And the poem's about a magician who's operating under the influence of drugs. He's high as a kite as he performs his magic act. When he comes to the part of the act where he saws his assistant in half, he really does saw his assistant in half. Maybe he was just distracted by the images or designs on the curtains on the stage. He knew in the first and second stanza something was amiss, but still had all the confidence in the world he could make it through the act. The third and fourth stanzas are from the viewpoint of the audience. They were surprised at the outcome, but not nearly as surprised as his former assistant. So with that, this sonnet is called Prestidigitator by Michael Todd. Woven tapestries, inconceivable. Confounding image serves to betray me. Impedes, not able to run the table. Fond of my wand, can you not plainly see? One more distraction to get in the way. Eris descending, settles on the floor. Disorder is the order of the day. This is all there is, and there is no more. Afghan zigzag leads focus to go dim. Magician unhinged, trouble on stage. 
man in the top hat. What is wrong with him? Error on the box. Best not to engage. Mix up in meds. We'll bring the curtain down. Upset. Girl on the half shell. Talk of the town. End poem. <laughs> Why am I laughing? <laughs> Death makes you I'm laugh, I guess. I should not laugh, but the last two lines were just perfect. It all boils down to... La- I should not be laughing. That poor girl. That poor guy on no. drugs. The poor audience traumatized. What is wrong with me? I don't know. He didn't do it on purpose. Probably, <laughs> you know, probably an antihistamine thing. You handed me some right now. It stopped up as I am. I'd just take them and ask you later, what was it you gave me? So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. What's your second one, love? Uh, this is from 2007. This is pure MySpace jargon. If you weren't on MySpace, if you didn't participate in the blogs, uh, you you won't get a minute. You won't even understand it. You might as well go make some tomato soup and crackers. But if yeah. you were around back then, if you were around back then, this I don't know. A couple parts of it might ring a bell. This is called "The Girl in California" by Michael Todd. Early in my MySpace ventures, I skated often from site to site, mostly just to look for music, but that changed one night. I came across a blog, read the words of a girl on the West Coast. Her blog was just so personal, vastly different than most. At first, she seemed indignant, as though she did not care. About midway through the next text, she left it laying there. Her words directed to someone who I had no way to know would be the only person in this blog to show. There was no comment, but to the left, token kudo and a name. With words, he had not been here. He had been here just the same. I touched his name with my cursor. Curiosity led my hand. I saw him in his profile and it helped me understand. This guy came off as a player. Most of his friends were fake. He was in a relationship but seemed to give much less than take. Back to her profile, to complete my sleuthing effort for the night, I felt as though I was eating Maybe this was not all right. I saved them both in that hidden place that my space slyly provides and set my outlook to wake me in a month to check on both sides. The next visit I paid her blog, was a carbon copy of the first. The third and fourth were much the same, no better and no worse. Came the following month, frustration mounted. It was plain to see. She'd lost all signs of composure, begging him, please talk to me. A part of me said to step in, but I felt this was not my call. Surely the player would man up. Why did he make her crawl? When I next returned, I found her continence had changed for the worse. The player was nowhere to be seen. Should have seen that first. She said, you brought me here. I left my home more alone than I've ever been. I looked at his site, saw only private where his profile I'd seen. 
she closed with that same line, that recurring theme I'd seen throughout, talk to me, that haunting phrase, but he would no longer hear her out. I held debate within myself when the time came to call once again, and when I went, I wish I'd not. There was no sight where hers had been. There was no trace of the girl that night, and I wondered what went wrong. One last look at his private sight, and I'd have to move on. When I saw this, my heart sank so fast. No way could I have dreamed. Private no more, but the look was offered. Altered, his fake friends had fled the scene. In place of the picture of the player, an infant on brow display. And next to the child, the headline gave notice, and it had this to say. Our baby's fine. Stunned paused, and then I read some more. If you want to talk, someday we will. I'll meet you on heaven's bright shore. Well, I closed out his sight to go there no more. To this day, I've not darkened his door. If there were any clues of her last days on earth, I did not want to know as before. Gone is gone, but not forgotten as for months I followed part of her saga. This girl in California left alone for too long as I followed her on the blog. Did she die alone? Did they reconcile in the end? Was there a measure of peace? Did the player come clean? Was there remorse? Did her anguish ever cease? Talk to me, she pleaded in vain. For so long I saw, but never again. These questions unanswered. Drama played to the end. Her life in sorrow and pain. So, that is my story. And hers as well. A part of her will always be. Here at this keyboard, as I tell her the tales. She reminds me. Someone will see. What I have written and posted for others, what I would put on display. The girl from California is part of what is me, even to this very day. Important. Wow, that was intense. For for so many reasons, oh my gosh. Wow. I mean, we've all we've all seen that play out. We've all seen that play out. You know, anyone who's been on, especially MySpace, but Facebook too. You know, and anyone who's ever been catfished will recognize a lot of that. That was that that was wow. That was. Epic. Epic Dang. social media poem. Dude, that's like 15 years ago. That's crazy. Been at this a long time. I know, you know right? Does it make you feel old? I didn't write a poem until I turned 50. Any, I didn't write anything until I turned 50. The only reason I did that was when I got in my space and I tripped over in the blogs and I said, well, there's nothing in my blog thing here. I'll just write four of them and there'll be four things there. And I'll stop at four. <laughs> You're right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there's things I, I posted back on there that I sure wish that I still had. A story about Nine Mile Canyon and about, about Independence Rock. And there's a lot of things that I had on there I wish I still had. 
there's only one story from you that I'll always want to hear, but I never will hear. Which one's that? The story about the, story about the tornado in your town that you missed because you weren't there for oh, it. I was so mad. You could have written so the greatest, the the poem, the greatest the... story. You could have written the greatest poem about that tornado. And, and Is that it, the one where I'm sitting in the middle of the floor with the, the football helmet? No, you weren't even in the town. You missed it. You came back like, what happened? It's like oh, an F zero, oh, oh. but it's still it's still torn the place up. Yep. Yeah. You missed it. You were one chance. You've never seen a firefly. You've never seen a tornado. You have so much to look forward to. <laughs> this is true. I could better get busy. Got to go to work. At least I can say I've had a cougar eat birthday cake out of the back of my truck now. Right? You and who else? Me and who? I don't know who else can say that. (laughs) Okay. But but there's four of us who saw it. All right, my darling. Great job tonight. Thank you so much. Hey, if anybody wants to come to my blog page, it's miketodd.blogspot.com. That's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. Perfect. And we'll talk to you next week, baby. Well, yeah, absolutely, unless you skip down again. I mean, I wasn't out. I wasn't even on vacation. I couldn't come home. Yeah. They wouldn't let me come home. Be... Okay. I was quarantined. It's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. Gotta go. All right. Thank you, Michael. Bye. Bye. Eight three two, you are on the air. Hey, Manella. Hey, Mr. Blue Blue, how are you? Yeah, all right. Everything. That's not what it says on the bathroom walls. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't go there, baby girl. We we go we go out that direction. We're going to have an X-rated show out. I don't know if you're ready for that one. <laughs> I knew it would make you laugh, so it worked. <laughs> no. uh, I just, um, I'm just letting forget, like I say. Just, uh, just, uh, well, this is Soldier Blue, and, and I'm just, uh, just I guess, uh, saying uh, um, that, you know, for the moment, you know, again, like I said last time, just, Watching the dust settle, so I mean it's nothing. Nothing is really settled, but it's but it's, you know it's at least level. So, I mean okay. I'm just okay, basically at this point just biding my time and waiting for a few more things to happen so I can make some better uh, positive moves. And uh, you know, like I say, at this point I'm just kind of you know like again just biding my time. And um, so that's that's all, you know. No, no earth shattering. Nothing's, as it were. 
but at least it's not uh now we're started anyway, that's that's a good thing. Mhm. Any rate, um I have uh uh this one this piece and um I'm probably just gonna stick with just one tonight because I'm I I anyway it's it seems, you know, anyway while I was writing it seemed like it was kinda of long so I don't want to take up too much more time than that. But what's cool about this one is it's it's one of my, uh, well, it is uh, my most recent uh, triple threat uh, work, meaning that it's English, Spanish, and uh, Osage. Look <laughs> so, you go. Hey, you know, I mean, I just, I, like I say, I, I let it, I just let things roll where they take me. And, you know, it's like I'm, you know, I was watching uh, – a lot of the news items and stuff here, and uh, you know, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm down here by the, you know, down south, so you know, I hear a lot of things about the border and so forth and so on, and uh, I just kind of like, you know, when I'm like I say, when I'm looking at something like that, it's like, okay, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all want to put people in a place of uh, of uh, hiding their their ancestry behind these generic terminologies, and I'm gonna tell you, stank ass is where that belongs. So, um, this is this is a culmination of a whole bunch of things that have just been going on, and obviously, you know, as as you will hear, there'll be there's a lot of things, you know, that have been going on. Because with anything that has to do with, with Native people and, and, and you know, indigenous people, you know, regardless of whether they're in the northern American continent or whether they're, you know, towards central or whether they're southern, you know, they, they, they are not new things. It's just new crisis uh, flashpoints. That's all it is. And that's why we get tired and we get, and we get bored with listening to the same ignorance coming at us because just like say yeah it's a flashpoint but it's the same bullshit it doesn't change because the thinking doesn't change at any rate I'm not gonna I'm I'm, I can sit there and blather but I'm not Um, this piece is called murder march language of a killing crows gathering a murder the air blue with dis-ease, the midnight language of a killing, or so it was said anyway. Death fed into crumbling veins, venas abiertas, open veins, the crushes on. Brown waters, big muddy brown people, bocas abiertas, open mouths, people drowning, Desperation doesn't give a damn about being free. Give me relief. Somos sufriendo. Oh, God. Yeah, we acted in desperation regardless of the consequences. Like chasing smoke downhill. Scorch. It is an art form in the darkness. Morning in the wake of anger, 
weaving their own demise on misery and wicked things, calaveras, bolas, pistolas para cuerpo, too many missives of deceit to count, crossed bones, skulls glaring in the taillights of bullets and guerrilla warfare, pistols for the flesh, we are the lodestones carrying prayers of misdirection, ancient south, ghost apparitions returning from the sand, spits of midstream, rivers without mouths, screaming louder than you ever will. Somos sufriendo. We are suffering. Lágrimas de la noche ahora son un calle para todos. Tears of the night have become a highway for us all. Build a wall. Let people drown. Let the fires burn. Turn around and fight back for your very lives. Blood cakes the banks of bones where he that have become the bounds of one too many rivers knew, Sagi. That strong shoulder current you keep denying. Oh, it is the one that will sweep you under. Gray weather muttering Heat vapors for a grieving ground surface. Cenotes in contraction. Deep water sound dropping. Darkness sweating. Clay oil streak like color. Lending groundwater clarity. Chave. Blood of the dying. Payment for a blind dream. Bliss has deserted us, they say. Smile songs have wrapped themselves around the roots, holding themselves hostage for future growth. Gake, crows spark the incense that will become sacred smoke. Shorts et trago. Homo que es la derecha de rezas. Smoke that is the right of prayers. An echo of an ageless pattern, a disdain of natural stones, no cuts, no cracks, no clarity, just roughed up shine of creation, prophecy, weather worn and waiting, wondering, watching those who stand, bowing as the salts, instead of salvation, are applied to open wounds. Getha, el cielo azul, the clean sky, the blue sky, would that it might be without pain. Somos prometiendo que no vamos a hablar. Somos prometiendo que no vamos a hablar. Somos prometiendo que no vamos a hablar. We are promising we won't speak. Oh.
silence is a form of suicide. Death, debt and decisions to be made, business as usual. Fuck your wall. Remember Berlin? Brands, name brands, branded people. You made clothes you could never wear. Reality cast in shades of brown and shadow. Dedake. Gente con piel del color de café. Somos sufriendo. We are suffering while you channel surf. Multimedia. Maybe if you channeled the pain you caused, you could see beyond your politics of consumer cost and finance. Fantasma. Ubekni. Ghost redeemers without mercy. Bloodshed. Sun without any filters. No protective distance. Did you think we wouldn't know? Crushed veins, venas abiertas, open veins. Ready? Aim. Fire! Yeah. The rockets full of poisons. Manufactured toxins will get us all. It was a murder of crows. Oh, gake. Cuervos. Cacarreo. Black as the dead beneath the dying sun. Sun tight. Daylight. The wreckage of another dawn. Gasoline. Breaking. The flotsam jetsam of another night. News breaking like a ragged surf on a bone-littered shore. Break. Maize. Maíz de los muertos. The corn of the dead. Java tich. Vas a rezar? Are you going to pray? We Yeah, do you know what the sacred sounds like? That has escaped your machines of societal slaughter. Oh, red earth. We see it all. Homba Gisa day. Your day of reckoning is at hand. Oh, Gaki. Yes, the crows fly. We are the ghost road born. We are always on our way home. We take all of our loved ones home. No And peace. Holy crap, Soldier Blue. Wow.
That had me shaking. Yeah, well, it just irritates the shit out of me when I hear people talking the way that they do about folks that are not from the northern part of the continent. Like I said, like it's any different, like it's any different of the ground and the earth that we've shared from central and southern for eternity, for centuries before anybody came over here. Mm-hmm. And they want to watch people drown in the goddamn river. And they want to watch people burn in their fucking houses. What the fuck's wrong with you people? It's not easy doing what we do, is it? I mean, do you know how many people are out there whose hearts are screaming that same, that same thing and have no way to say it? Do you realize how many people you are a voice for? And right, what in the hell is wrong with us? You know, who's going to ask us that? We open up newspapers, we turn on TVs, we open up our social media, and we get all the reasons why it's okay. But where are the voices saying, why in the hell are you doing this? It's not okay. It's so easy to brainwash people with a post. Oh, look, this is okay, this is good, this is all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's why, I'm very like thankful I say, for the I people who are brave enough there. to not listen. You can't listen. You can't afford to listen. Not if you have any of your humanity left. Yeah. Because it's true, man. They don't. They they make clothes they will never wear. Gold and silver threads, and silk that comes from. It other places and the dyes that are too expensive that they would that that one one bottle of that dye would probably feed a half family for a year. Think about that shit. Mm-hmm. So, there it is. And you can find me on uh, Facebook, Rafe Wild at Facebook.com. I have a podcast called Red Earth One. Uh, if you space the words out, you'll find it quicker. I have a lot of my works uh, posted on, uh, on Reverb Nation. And, excuse me, in the next upcoming weeks, once I can... Uh, uh, get some things uh, moved into into storage and out of my room. I'm gonna sit down and uh, post at least five or six more works onto my uh, podcast, as well as kind of like simulcast. Really, uh, put them up on uh, Reverb Nation too. And I have a lot of friends out there too. They don't they, we don't necessarily talk, but you know we we try to encourage each other and uh, give show each other support. Uh, Basically, follow each other in, uh, in our works and YouTubes and so forth. So, I like to help them out too. Mm-hmm. That's it. Appreciate
appreciate you more than you know. Appreciate your voice more than you can imagine. I appreciate being able to have a place to express it. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I just kind of was thinking today, the last couple of days, really, I guess. And uh, I remember back in uh, first grade, and I was, you know, getting all happy with uh, colors and uh, large pieces of paper in terms of, you know, trying to draw things. I was getting pretty good at drawing squirrels on trees and so forth. And all of a sudden, I remember one day, man, there was like, I uh, heard a real sour, acidic voice behind me. Oh, you can't draw. And that kind of cut it loose. And I never, I never really picked it up again after that. But in some ways, I don't look down on that. I, I look at that as kind of like the beginning of my being able to safeguard myself, but at the same time also start gathering, even at that point, you know, not, you know, not necessarily the, the, the level of imagery that I'm doing now, but definitely still in all, keeping, keeping some imagery of things that I saw, keeping the memories of those images alive, and just kind of holding on to them for a bit. And, uh, Never let go of your dreams. Doesn't matter what it is. Always try to find a way to bring them somewhere, somehow, into your form of reality. As well, I want to just give a quick shout-out to Brother Owen. I appreciate his words of encouragement. I wanted to say that. I wanted to tell him that. I wanted to say thank you to him for that. So, I will let the show get on. I've had my period, had my peace and my time, and I truly appreciate the platform to be able to do that, Miss Nala. We appreciate you, sweetheart. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week, Soldier Blue. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, honey. Yeah. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, now, how you doing? This is Brother O on the line from Oscar Room, Indianapolis, Indiana. How are you doing, sweetheart? It's great to hear from you. Uh, I'm doing well. I uh, recently won the National Spoken Word Award for overcoming the year four years in a row, and uh, pretty soon I'll be like uh, doing a poetry TV show on Facebook Live and YouTube and local cable station in Chicago called Words of Still Forty Show. That's uh, two Wednesdays a month, the first and third Wednesday. So I'm excited about what's, so excited about what's, uh, what's going on right now. I'm so excited for you as well. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you have for us tonight? poem is called Surround Yourself with People Who, that's the title of it. I need down. Surround yourself with people who believe in you more than you believe in yourself. Surround yourself with people who want you to succeed and prosper. Surround yourself with people who want to see you blessed. 
Surround yourself with people who have your best interests at heart. Surround yourself with people who genuinely love and care about you. Surround yourself with people who encourage you to be your best original self without having anybody. Surround yourself with people who you share five things in common with. Surround yourself with people who make you laugh and put a smile on your face. Surround yourself with people who challenge you to improve the quality of your life. Surround yourself with people who help you focus on your good qualities. Surround yourself with people who are not afraid to tell you the truth. Surround yourself with people who are not afraid to correct and rebuke you when you're wrong in two left shoes. Surround yourself with people who are not judgmental about your past. Surround yourself with people who love and accept you for the unique brother or sister that God created you to be. Surround yourself with people who support your goals, visions, and dreams. Surround yourself with people who are assets to add and multiply value to your life. Surround yourself with people who are loyal and loyal friends and family that got your back. Surround yourself with people who pray for you on a regular basis. Surround yourself with people who don't entertain drama, mess, chaos, and gossip. Surround yourself with people who check, check up on you to see if you need anything while you are going through the difficult seasons and hard times in your life. People who are successful and are in the constant pursuit of greatness and poem. You know, I, I really love the message in that. You know, I love the you know, the whole part of, of, you know, don't worry don't worry about what people think of you. Mm-hmm. You know, be be true to yourself. You know, how right. much of our time, how much of our lives do we give away? You know, trying to be what others foresee or what others think or what are they want us to be? You know, I always figured if someone's yeah. not going to be sitting beside me on my deathbed when I take my last breath, if I don't mean that much to them, then, you know. I don't care what they think of me. You know, I am going to be exactly, true to myself, exactly. you know, and instead of worrying what they're going to think about me, I have so much more giving them things to worry about, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Love the poem. Oh, I appreciate you. Are you going to read two tonight, or are you just doing the one? No, I'm just doing that one. All right. Well, congratulations on your award. Very proud of you. You can do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, to those of you who are not connected with me on social media, I can be found under the name of my brother Gavin on Facebook. And uh, as I said, I'm a host of Weekly Radio Show Voices Beyond the Pen every Monday night. And uh, the Words of Silk Poetry TV show every other Wednesday. And after stay tuned for the premiere of that show. And uh, thank you for your support. And I always do Facebook live videos of some of my poems. And uh, also working on a project here at the hospital that's almost finished. And uh, 
It's going to turn out pretty nice. So thank you for your support, as always. Well, thank you, sweetheart. And keep us posted on all those things going on, and we will talk to you next week. Yes, I'll be back next week. All right, Brother O. Thank you so much, hon. Welcome. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you're on the air. Stan, are you with me? Yes, I am. Hey, sweetheart. I am so surprised. I'm so glad you were able to hold on tonight. I kept watching your line. <laughs> Is he going to make it? Is he going to make it? I am so glad you're here. Oh, my pleasure to be here again. I'm telling you, it has been a long duration. I know. I wasn't going to scold you, but, you know, I just do want you to know that I've been really sad and, like, curled up in the fetal position, rocking back and forth, whining. <laughs> <laughs> that, that may or may not be a thing but it's probably a thing <laughs> probably a thing okay <laughs> it is good to hear from you my friend I've missed you oh I'm telling you I have missed listening to these poets I have definitely missed listening to poets I've been reading but I have not been listening and I have missed the spoken word so I'm glad you're here, and I cannot wait to see what you're going to uh, going to share with us to take us out of this long, dry spell that we've had without you. Well, well not that we're dry, but you know what I mean. We, we, there was no, there was no, you know, stand rain. <laughs> well, let me just start with a five seven five. Okay. What? Wait. No. Wait. That's too short. <laughs> There's more. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. This is sort of a 575 that is also a mondo. It will ask a question and then answer it. Sort of my perspective. Insane or madness? Conformity is insane. Madness is a choice. That's why we're poets. <laughs> we are all mad here. Indeed. <laughs> and I think we should all wear the funny hats to prove it. There you go. Too funny. So, your other <laughs> one's longer, right? Well, of course, I've got something longer. Can you see me tapping my fingers on the paper? <laughs> it better be longer, right? It's, right. it's longer, right? <laughs> Not that I didn't it's love so your poem, but it's longer, right? Yeah, it is longer. Okay. This is from a quote by Sumi. Quote. Giving up something you love is too high a price to pay for the ignorance of others. End quote. And the poem I wrote from that quote is called 
consequence. We the society, advocates of personal freedom, long enjoyed the revelation in our expressing personal perspectives of world and our kingdom. We allowed diverse views and voices questioning. The umbrella of tolerance as free speech sanctuary. Protecting each voice no matter how thin contrary. The ideal as foundation of our society's spiritual empathy and preventing free will from totalitarian entropy. Free will, free speech, free press, and expression, now under duress and struggling to survive. Thus, conformity and censorship dressed as best intention spearhead social suppression, freedom exiled to denial. Who you are, what believe, where you stand, demonized. Suppressed expression, true feelings forced to be disguised. Denial of true hearts and minds. This tyranny can't be the way. Unchanged in silence becomes toxic. Manifest in uglier ways. Open hearts and minds to diversity of others' views. The path to understanding and enlightenment increased. Without such freedom, increased animosity now ensues. And farther our journey to humanity binding. Peace. P.S. Quote. Civilization began the first time an angry person chose to cast a word instead of a rock. End quote. Signature NP. That was phenomenal. Wow. All right, you're just not allowed to ever be gone that long again, ever. Just so you know, ever. I I can't help it. I am still, as always, an outlaw poet. And <laughs> All right, so I'm fine. You don't do as you're told well, but still. Still. I, I I'm not telling you what to do. I'm highly suggesting that it would be a that it would be a beautiful thing to have happen. How did that sound? Well, I can be the outlaw poet and still be a romantic as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That works perfectly fine for me. Stan, sweetheart, please do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you and get to know you and your amazing, amazing, amazing pen. Well, you can find me at the Garden of Poetry and Prose, which is an anthology group. You can also find me at Poetry of Springs and Grace, which is another group. You can find me at the 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020 anthologies of World Poetry Open Mic. You can also find me 
in the anthology published by the late Appalachian outlaw poet Philip Kent Church. Outlaw poetry were in cahoots. And occasionally, when I have a chance, you will find me on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. Yeah, we need to change that to the top of the list sometime eventually, just saying I have goals. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I have ambitions. <laughs> I, I definitely am on board with them. It has been a long time since I've done any spoken word. Too damn long. Well, that's a crime against humanity. That's, you're going to end up one of those crime against humanity cards or something like that. What's the worst thing in the world? Stan did not do spoken word. It's going to be one. Watch. Trust me, I have been going through withdrawals. <laughs> <laughs> well, so have we. I'm really glad, seriously, and all you know, in all bantering, fun, and seriousness, that is that is meant sincerely. And I'm really glad that you were able to be here tonight. This really is a treat, honey. I know you get busy. God. So am I. You know, the world has been chaotic enough. I need this sanctuary. Well, it needs you as well. Remind everybody how to find you again on Facebook, hon. Stanley Phillips. I'm on Facebook as Stanley Phillips. There are two of us. There's an older gentleman than me who is also a poet and a broadcaster out of Ireland. And he is excellent. But not you. I'm just me. <laughs> well, you don't sound like a leprechaun, so I think we're good. I think oh, I know which one I got. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. If you can be here, we would love it, okay? I would be loving to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stan. My pleasure. And on to the next. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 863. 863, you're on the air. Oh, this is Noreen. I didn't tell her soon enough, did I? I didn't I didn't call her. So we're just going to sit here and listen to me and like advanced time or something. Um, and hello, Nyla. Okay, uh-oh. Okay, uh-oh. Let me get... Uh-oh. Okay, I got it. Um, hello, Nyla. Hi, honey. Okay, how you doing? I am doing really well. It's great to be here tonight. That's good. It's great to hear from you. Okay, it's good to hear from you, too. I'm glad you're doing better. Thank you, and thank you for helping Christopher last night let everybody know what was going on and why we had the pre-recorded show on. I appreciate that very much. Okay, you're very welcome. Okay, and um, oh yes, um, I was going to send you, I didn't know if I could send you an invitation, but I didn't because I know you had that COVID, so I didn't know if you're up to it, but if you're up to it, did you want to join um not this Thursday, not this um Saturday but next Saturday to um hundred thousand poets for change? 
if I was going to be in town, I would love it, but I actually am going to be out in the middle of the desert. Okay, okay. You guys just don't know the secret life I have when I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> Last week I was wrestling a cougar. Two weeks from now I'm going to be wrestling, uh, I don't know what, um, uh, a bobcat, maybe? Maybe. Well, just be safe and be careful. I will, baby. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. So, what do you have to bless us with tonight? Okay, um, I, I have a um, Gary's poem is called "A Musician's Love." Okay, and this is okay. the violin hears as I bow, forever drawing it to and fro, never-ending cycle like tunes of practice done just right. The violin rests, no more sound. Skies darken. And the night settles down as I leave a wanton wanderer full of thought. It makes no difference if it's sweet or hot. The fiction of probability is what I see to embellish a spelled-down dream for me. The end. Wow. That was amazing. Okay. Thank you. I love all Gary's um, poetry. He said, wow, he's um, awesome. Absolutely agree. Absolutely. Because I can, I learn all the time from him. Mhm. Still. Yes. Still. Yep. You know, there's things that I hear that I've heard him read before, and and there's always new things I'm finding in him. So you know. Yes. Pretty incredible. Yes. Okay. And and the one I'm reading for me is called "Accept Me, I'm Childless," and that will be on their website. Um, uh, on the 17th, no, 16th of September, on a Friday. Okay. Very called, cool. Except me, except me, I'm childless. Do you have any children? I hate this question. It's embeddable. People you meet, surveys, doctors, and hospitals. This question won't go away. When you're childless, it's a pain, heartbreaking to answer, and you've got to keep your head up and your feelings locked inside. You want to explode and say, it's none of your business. But instead, quietly, you say no. No one knows the hurt, the anger, the pain, the heartbreak you go through, except for the ones who are childless. Each childless person deals with it differently. Then you have to deal with some cold-hearted ones who degraded you so low. They say there's something wrong with you, because all women had children. That is bold. I'm not the only one. Stop degrading me and the others. I'm not childless by choice, and do not ask me why. It's none of your business. It took me years to accept it. Still, I have my bad days. I am me. Accept me for who I am, or go away and leave me alone. I know God loves me to the way I am. I know my man loves me just the way I am. God knows what he was doing when he made me. It was in his plans. Now I can say I'm childless, but not by choice. I am proud of me. God chose me to be childless, and it is okay with me. I am beautiful, worthy, spatial. I am me. It feels good to say these words. The end. You know... Mm-hmm. 
being childless is one thing. Yes. But have, being a mother to everyone's another thing altogether. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you love and lead and share by example and teach the world how to be better. Yes. What is that besides being a mother? Um, so you, you are a mother. Wow. I never thought of that way. Thank you. You are very welcome. You know, I've, it real, it's a really interesting poem for me because, you know, I've been a mother since I was 18 years old. Yes. And, you know... But when you were reading that, it made me think about all the things in life that, you know, are you, uh, you know, do you have children? Do you have children? You, do, you know, and I never thought of being a mother. I just, it never dawned on me what it would be like for a woman to fill that out. Yes. You know, there's a lot of women who choose not to be a mother of their own choice. What would it be like to fill out that if you were not a mother and it was not by your choice and how hard that would be? I never thought yes. about that before. That was a really great poem. Because um, um, the 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 woman um, who um, who created the uh, um, the um, international uh, childless week, and, um, and um, well, um, her name was um, Stephanie, and she said that she um, she's going to put it on on the page on, on the section under um, uh, hurtful comments. It's in God's plans, and she said there's going to be a lot of women ain't going to like that because. A lot of um, like that because I'm talking about it must be in God's plans because I'm childless. So she said that she wants other other people to get my my view too, and see. And so she wants to put in on that on that section. I told her that be it's going to be on um, next Friday week from Friday. That's awesome. Congratulations on that, sweetheart. Thank you. And you know what? It's really awesome because years ago. And um, I thought I thought they need a date for um, childless women too. There's a lot of women out there, you know, who would love to be a mother and who can't. And but I never did. Any, I didn't know how to do anything to get that started. I didn't think that. But I'm not good at doing that. And so here I find by accident there's a whole week on that childless women. And and and, and that site is there all year round. So it's good to be a part of it. And I and 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 um, and it's okay. And I was so shocked how many women out there. They already been degraded because there's something that she. Because I tried to. I won't say the person is. It's related to Gary's. So I won't say who it is. Um, but she's passed away since then. She's trying to tell me you're the only one that there's no other. I said no, there is other women. She said there's something wrong with me. All women have children. And she was degrading me so bad. And I tell you what, it was hard to stay on that phone listening to all the degrading things because I don't have any children. And 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 and, and people need out there and, and and to realize everybody has some. You know, it's just hard. And and it almost made me go back. Almost almost set me back. But I thought, no, I'm not. I I gone too far. I'm not going to let it set me back. Mm-hmm. So I took. And I couldn't tell Gary because he was in rehab. I couldn't tell him, you know. I couldn't tell him he don't need to worry about that. So, um, but but I know it's okay. Because I feel like if I was a mother, 
Well, I well I was in two old when Gary and I met, but when I, my first marriage, well, I'm if I was if I had a kid by him, what I'm finding out later on in life, I would I could never let him hold a, the baby. I had to I had to shelter the baby from him. I would never I would I would probably been a nervous wreck. I probably would have a nervous breakdown again, but um, I, I don't think I could handle that. So I think that's. So I'm so glad I didn't have no child from him. I couldn't handle it because he could never yeah. hold my baby. I would never let him be alone. And 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 that's a different story about it. But um, I should never knew I was going to be married someone like him. But but um, sometimes you don't know. You, people can lie and you don't know the truth till it's over with. But anyway, but um, so I'm I'm so. But then if I did in and another direction, if I did have a, a, a kids and a grandparent and be a, and a grand have grandchildren, I might not have time to do all I'm doing right now with poetry. So I had to think of that. Exactly. Too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I came this far, and could, could accept it. I can be around kids. I can be around women who is a mother. So I'm glad I can handle that now. At one point, I couldn't, but now I can. Well, I think that you are absolutely perfect, and I think that a lot of people are blessed because you are doing the things that you're doing. So maybe, you know. I'm not perfect. I have made mistakes in my life and my past. I'm not perfect. Oh, who hasn't? Oh, my God. Shall we sit down and have a glass of wine together, girl? No. <laughs> yeah, probably not be a, would not be a good idea. No. No. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. Okay. Oh, and... and Okay. Oh yeah, the soldier blue blue. We're gonna uh, he's gonna be on on the have a, a chat with poet Noreen on in January. So watch out for that, everyone. That's oh, that's exciting. That's gonna be amazing. Yes. 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 And and I got Honey Parker for October, and you Nala, you're gonna be there for November. Instead of me interviewing, you're gonna interview me in November and December. I am gonna interview oh, you. Yes, and December will be, oh, what's that guy's name? Um, He's from India. Uh, he's a children's poet. Shaft, uh, oh, I, I can't can't think of it. I can't pronounce it. Because um, um, he'll be in December, and, 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 um, and Soldier Blue Blue will be on in January. And then, um, <laughs> I love that you say Blue Blue, too. He's probably laughing oh, oh, right now. Oh, I meant, I meant Soldier Blue. I'm sorry. Okay. I know. I love that you said blue, blue, because I say that. Told your blue, blue. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And and then um, I'm I'm not sure when my friend Bernadette Celine is going to be there. Either um, um February or March. I don't know yet. And Bob McNeil is um, it'll be in April. And I'm and I'm hoping by then he'll be recovered from his um, he had a collapse lungs um a while back. So I'm hoping he'll be covered by then. Very cool, and best wishes yes. for him and that speedy yes. recovery. And 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 Michael um, um, Rothenberg couldn't do it because he had a um, um, he had a he had a fall. He couldn't communicate, 
So that's why he couldn't do it this past time. And I had um, um, Max Lynette, poetess, a poetess. And I'm, I'm hoping he had the recovery, too. Um, and he hurt, and he had a concussion. He was in the hospital for a week. Oh, man. So, and he said he's been bad shape. He said this is going to be a difficult recovery. And I wish him well, too. It seems like a lot of... A lot of poets are having problems, you know, with their health. So I wish everyone a recovery. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, and then you can find, um, Gary and I, you can find our books on Amazon.com, and you can find Gary on ReverbNation.com, and um, 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 PoetryPoem.com. Um, Facebook.com, and you can find me on, um, uh oh, um, re- uh, ReverbNation.com, um, PoetryPoem.com, uh, oh, Facebook.com, and you can find our website on, uh, Gary and Noreen Snyder, .com, front slash, um, Poetry, and you can find us on um, Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I.com, front slash Gary and Noreen. And then um, um, I, did, I finished um, my first calendar. I should got it. Um, I, now I should got it downloaded. Now, after the show, I will be printing it out. So my, my sister is the first, first buyer. She um, bought, um, she's um, my first um, um, customer. And she bought my first one, and then I got to make my, my brother one. He bought one, and then um, this woman at the um, dermatology. Then after that, I'll make make some more. And I'm thinking about anybody. Um, well, I'm going to do it, but after I do them three, then I'll make the um, calendars for the um, for the sale and for anybody who who becomes um, who joins um, have a chat with Poet Noreen. And then they'll get that one for um, for uh, a gift for being on the show. And that means Very you'll cool. get one too. It's gonna be Mike Portry and Gary's Portry on there too. And that means well, you'll get one too, Nyla. A calendar. If I'm interviewing you, does that mean you get one too? No. <laughs> well, I'll have one here because you know, for example, I'll put one up here. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. I'll give you. I'll get you one. <laughs> But I'm interviewing you, so I think you should get one, too. Okay. Okay. That'd okay. be good. You, you'd need one. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. All right. Absolutely okay. perfect, sweetheart. Thank you. I'm very excited you. about that. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And, and and you can also find us on here every Thursday night. Indeed, they can. Okay. All right, Noreen. Thank you so much, sweetheart. And we will talk to you next week. Yes. I'll be here next week. We will. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Okay. And and, and thank right. you for all what you do for all of us. Thank you. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Thank you you're so welcome. much. And thank you for being one of our sponsors. We appreciate you so much, both of you. Okay, thank you. I mean Thanks. Uh, oh you're oh um <laughs> I you're gotcha. Very, oh you're very welcome. <laughs> okay. I, all okay. right. Okay. Okay. All right. 
Our next caller comes from area code 302. 302, you are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. How are you? I am doing wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? All right. And I'm not going to tell you who I am. I'm going to see if you can guess. <laughs> I Don't do that so to unfair. me. That's so unfair. This is Paul Sanford, Divine Inspiration. Paul, I, I, you, you cut out even when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, stranger? And it's my fault. I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I'm at, Yeah, it's been a great night. So it's good to hear from you. Yeah, I've been listening. I've been listening, and I, I've just... I mean, I've been really uh, filled by the, the platform tonight, uh, particularly your last caller. She, uh, wow, it was special. Um, she put forth a lot of information and, and things that really needed to be spoken upon. I, 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 I was really impressed with that. I'm sorry. Let me stop. <laughs> She's a pretty special lady, that's for sure. Yes, absolutely. I'm praying for her and, and, and everything. Wow, yeah. She she has a lot coming for her. A lot of blessings. She's blessing a lot of people, even though she doesn't know it. Oh, she really is and has been for years. Wow. Ever since, and I'm we, behind ever the since ball. she first I'm got late. chance to meet her. <laughs> <I'm late. laughs> I feel no, you're, you, you, you are a treasure every time you're here. What are you going to oh, share with us tonight, hon? Um, I think the first one that I chose was, it was picked out by uh, one of your previous callers. I'm not going to comment on anything else other than it was a previous caller. Okay. And it's Jesus called a child of the Most High. You're a failure. And a loser. Here you go again. Out of work, collecting welfare, draining society. That seems to be your sole contribution to life. Why don't you end it all with a pistol and maybe a knife? After all, you're useless. You can't get it right. So you seem to try with all your might. And those tears you hold back are getting tiresome for an ocean of them you've cried. Maybe it would have been better for all if you were never born or had died. I mean, what have you contributed or done to warrant life? Who have you blessed by your existence? Go ahead. End it all. Get it over with. You know you want to. So why do you even put up this resistance? Why? Why? Well, if you really must know, then I shall enlighten you. My purpose for living, my successes and failures aren't for mankind. The lives I may or may not have blessed are all part of God's design. It is he who governs my life, my existence, and my work. It is he who says I am to exist on this planet called Earth. He who created all that there is has decided that I am worthy to live. So Satan, see you can take those weak thoughts back to hell. I am here and through my failures, 
I have a story to tell. A story of a loving God and his love for me. A story of a loving God whose love has set me free. A story that God willing will reach another soul and through my story and God's love pull another from despair's dark hole. With God's help, my story may ignite a desire in another to know my God, and then their salvation can unfold. I now see through Satan's attempts to bring me down, his desire to grind me up and stomp me into the ground, but he won't get that off because I am a child of the Most High. I have a hidden power source from the Creator of earth and sky. He who sacrificed his first me that I may have eternal life. Satan and his lies could never pay my sin's price. So take your despair, your loathing, and your doubt, and get thee behind. The scales have been lifted. I am no longer blind. Oh, from you there's nothing to fear. My brother and Lord Jesus the Christ has already whooped your behind. I am a child. I'm the most high God, and as such, I am in the very best of hands. I have nothing to fear, no need to fret. I am a victorious man. Fear and despair for the unsaved and do not be long in my life. I, as a child of the most high God, am coed. Heir with Jesus the Christ. I have no business wallowing in despair and stress. God's love has already delivered me from way much more worse mess. Hmm. I'm confessing all of this to you to ensure you know beyond any doubt. Victory can be and shall forever be yours in God. We have the utmost clout. Do not allow the enemy to hold you down. God is willing and able to raise you up. Fear, uncertainty, and all forms of self-doubt have all washed away with salvation's come. Remember who you are, a child of the Most High God, a jewel a precious life in the Creator's eye. Never allow doubt to deceive you again. God's love is forever. Believe this, and you will win. And that's our peace. Wow. Powerful, strong. That was that was incredible to hear. Mm, thank you. I love the I, conviction and the strength of faith. Um, <laughs> that speaks to me so much. It, 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 I, I I heard something in one of your previous callers that resonated that piece within me um, because there was a time when I was in a certain place that. Uh, 
that poem was more or less talking to me, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I, I just wanted to, I had to share that piece. I don't know if it was in the proper format for here. And you know what? I'm sorry. I know you. You know what? There care. is no <laughs> format for here. As long as it's not a porn poem, you're good. You know, there's absolutely. We. I mean, that's one of the things that I absolutely love about this is, you know, somebody can come on and read so much from the heart, from their faith, from their core, from their beliefs, from their mm-hmm. soul, and the next person can come, and it can be something completely different. But it's absolutely the purest form of love when you can accept someone for their humanity and accept their differences, and that's what we get here. Absolutely. You know, so there, absolutely. you know, there, there is never an apology unless you're reading a porn poem, and I don't need to know about nipples. Okay, other than that, we are good to go. <laughs> Nothing else needs an apology. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we, we might be safe on that one. <laughs> okay, good. I am glad. You know, but that's that's about the only envelope you can push around here where you can get in trouble for it. You know. Okay. So I'm I'm pretty safe then. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh goodness, that was funny. I like that. (laughs) I like that. And you call for two pieces, don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So the next one I'm going to go completely in another direction. And this one just popped up, so this is the one I'm supposed to do. And this one is called Praying Hands. Now gnarled and disfigured by the ravages of time are the most powerful weapons I've ever known. Tools that were employed through countless battles protecting me until I was grown. And even beyond grown-up years, these weapons have diverted a multitude of pains and tears. So limitless when welded as they had been for me. A weapon that has saved me through untold toils and snares. A weapon I could never purchase or repay. Value was beyond cost. So they saved me each and every time I was lost. This weapon is the hands of my mother in prayer. Throughout my finding myself growing up, I experienced a little of a lot. Many dangerous and probably fatal endeavors I braved. Hindsight and discernment now show me that it was through God's love and those praying hands that I was saved. So now, when I see those aged weapons, I see a strength that defies the arthritis and wrinkles and varicose veins. I see the hands of a warrior queen who lovingly prayed and still prays for me over and over again. I see the blood of my life run through those hands and the prayers that have enabled me to stand. The victory snatched from Satan's hand. In those praying hands, I see. I am. Those hands that held me ever so gently as a child, that wiped the tears from my crying eyes, those hands that held me lovingly when my heart was broke or caressed my face as her wisdom was shared are the 
very same hands of the strongest substance known to man. The undefeatable, powerful praying hands. Without which I doubt I would have survived to become a man, let alone strive the righteousness man. Hmm. Lord knows I thank God for his gift of those praying hands. Undeserved and like his love unconditionally at my side. Within those hands ravaged by time lies an eternal source of strength and a love that was never denied. I thank God for praying hands. I miss you, Mom. And I absolutely love that piece. Especially being a single mom, you know, I would be absolutely just thrilled if one of my kids wrote a poem like that about me. Who am I kidding? I'd be happy if one of my kids even wrote a poem. (laughs) Right? Let's be honest here. (laughs) A haiku. Come on. I'm not picky. (laughs) I heard that. I heard that. That's Oh, wow. I don't know why that popped up for tonight. That was one that I wrote for my mother um, as she was beginning her transition. And I was mm-hmm. able, I was blessed to have had it put to music and let her hear it. And, uh, yeah. Oh, but I that, bet that, that was, was oh, my gosh, I can't even imagine. That had to have been such a gift for her. That was a good one. <laughs> that know, was a good it, one. With, with a piece, yeah, that, that really touched, that was it. And I'm really I, glad I, that I you did the, that, seriously. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Because I think that same um, spirit needs to be shared with so many of our mothers out there that may not hear it. I, 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 I need to let them know that they're made a mistake. And all that they go through and that they do. There's no there's no uh lesson plan. You raise that child from your heart. It's registered, you know. You deserve to be pat on your back. Not Mother's Day or none of that. And I'm a mama's boy, yeah, so what? But uh <laughs> I, 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 I honor you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. There there's nothing wrong with a mama's boy because that means that you listen to your mama and if you listen to your mama you're raised right, right? There you go. And for y'all yep. ladies out there, if y'all get come across a man that don't respect his mother, I'm telling you right now, run. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Great advice. All right, honey. Tell everyone how to find you again. Well, you can find me at Paul Sampson with the Divine Inspiration underneath on Facebook. And every Sunday night at 9 p.m., you can find me at Epiphany, the Real, for Real Entertainment Network, at the Inspiration Factory. 319-527-6300 is the number to call. We have choice, and we just do poetry, and we just uplift one another. We have fun. You know, kind of like this <laughs> platform here, because y'all do the same thing here. <laughs> you know? So come on through when you have time. We'd love to have you. You heard him, guys. Go visit. Represent. (laughs) All right, Paul, thank you so much, honey. Both great reads. 
Oh, thank you so much, Nala. You know, I, I, I need to get back here more often. So just keep sending me the, the event pages because I'm kind of scatterbrained. I will be turning. That's okay. 64. I can be very naggy. I'll do that. I'll be 64 in less than two hours. Really? Yep. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy oh. birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Paul, divine inspiration. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. And guess what? You were the first to say that to me, so thank you very much. You, you, you got the hot spot tonight, the top spot. <laughs> awesome. All right, oh, sweetheart. So Please try to make it back next week get, if you can. Can I give one quick shout-out before I shut up and get off? Uh-huh. Stan, I miss you, bro. Ah, that's all I got to say. <laughs> right, right. Dan, the man, he didn't even mention it. Tiffany, my feelings are hurt. I'm crying. <laughs> Do you hear? Can you hear the tears? The, 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 the. You know, it's even better if I he is still Dan, on hold right now dog. listening. <laughs> I hope he is. I love you, man. He can, you. Yeah, he can and hear I'm, you right and now. And you are always in my prayers. That, that, that's a, a good dude there. Yeah. All right, man. Let me shut up. Uh, Nada, thank you for the platform. <laughs> You're Man, very welcome, sweetheart. I'm going to see you. God bless you, Nala. Such and, so in demand, you know. No wonder he has to go in hiding once in a while. We're just like like, like, <laughs> fangirling him and boying him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be worse, <laughs> I guess. I That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so All much, All right, Nala. Paul. Thank you, hon. We'll talk to you soon. All right. God bless. You as well. Let's go ahead and grab area code 215. 215, you are on the air. Hey, what's going on, Nala? How you doing? I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, just to let you know, this is Kane Spade, CEO over there at DSR all damn day. My goodness. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Checking out your show over here, enjoying everything I'm hearing. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm really glad to hear from you. I'm glad you're over here visiting now that you're here, part of the family. So what are you going to do for us? All right. I do have a new piece I wrote. Uh, I think I wrote this uh, two nights ago. The name of this piece is called The Sleepwalker is a Writer Whenever You're Ready. Please go ahead. Why did I write this? Was I not fully awake? In a trance, unconscious, unaware, yet subconsciously writing. In the thoughts, uh, feeling I thought I wouldn't care to write about. Living poetry in a dream that I can't control. Is it a future yet to be lived? A fantasy lost in imagination, fiction unfinished as I yet to fully understand my own imagination. Am I even still in my bed? Right now I can't feel my feet moving, yet my body is seen in a room that is not my own. My mind roams in a dream. Can I even call this my own? Sleepwalking without ever knowing what is happening in reality. In this dream, I see an endless sky, the ground, 
not visible, as I feel as though I'm weightless. How could this be? Drifting like I'm floating through space, bright lights hit my pupils as if I'm entering countless stargates. What the hell does this dream mean? Was it supposed to mean anything? Maybe just give me a new feeling I've never had before. I now awake at a door. I open it, realizing this is my bedroom, this is reality, but where have I been? And that's always from DSR all damn day. Wow. End poem? That was the end? Yep. That's the end poem. Okay. So, So when these dreams are happening, are they exciting or are they scary? Uh, I say exciting, scary, uh, interesting, crazy. Because <laughs> it, it is so yeah. weird that you read that poem tonight. Because I just spent I spent a lot longer than I expected because of COVID. But up on a mountaintop, Bohemia Mountain in Oregon, way up there, on like in in deep wood wild forest. Not even not even campgrounds. It's like deep forest, right? So we're up there, and that's one of the things we started talking about uh, with a couple of the other girls that I was up there with was that dream of flying and how common that is and the way it presents differently to different people and how they how they react to that dream. But it's so vivid when it happens, and it's it's you know when you when you read that, it made me wonder if you do lucid dreaming. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that is, but it's um, kind of simply put, you can't. You know you're dreaming when you're dreaming. If you wake up, you can go back to sleep and pick up the same dream again. You dream in extreme, extreme color, um, things like that. You know, there's things that are, are different things. But it just reminded me of that. It reminded me of that awareness that someone can have while they're dreaming. And and it's 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 can be exciting but quite unnerving all at the same time. It was a great poem. I loved it. I loved it. Hey, thank you. Related very much to that. Hey, that's what I was trying to provoke people to relate (laughs) to it. And uh, wait, go ahead. Do you ever wake up with a poem in your head? You just have to grab a piece of paper and pencil and write it down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, when I wrote this piece, I uh, I was, I felt like I was half asleep, half awake. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm laughing. When I wrote it, I laughed because I can barely see the the words I wrote. You know, and, I, and, and then later I went to bed and then woke up the next day and I ended up reading it. And I was like, oh, well, damn, I wrote all that? <laughs> Half the time I don't recognize my own handwriting. It's like, what in the world was I trying to write there? I know that's supposed to be a word, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, do you have another one for us, honey? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, well, this next one right here is called "Is My Brain Free." Whenever you're ready. Go ahead, please. They're going to come get me. 
But what happened to freedom of speech, the Internet, the most outspoken source of human free will known to mankind? If those behind the scenes don't like or appreciate what I have to say, then they be ready to lock you away or shut you down. They want you to be always dumbfounded in your education, in your curiosity, in your thirst to expand your mind. Thoughts broken, they wanted you to never be outspoken. They step on all guidelines leading up to being mind-provoking. Although thoughts in the human mind are unlimited, unchained, absorbed, and ministered, life is one hell of a teacher. Your brain, the chalkboard, always ready to absorb the negative, the lows, all your woes, leading up to inspiration, reversing all your blows. You're trying to let go, but they bring you back in. Those who remain faceless, cowardly, going to the extreme to deprive you of free thought and motivation. They really hate that you can be patient. Learning from every experience that you go through a witness. Can I ask you something? Are you hearing this? This is not a game. This is not my pleasure. I fell off a moment of seeing something I seen, something I felt just to pass it on to you, believe me or not. But truth will always come if you figure it out or not. In this world, no, in this country, eventually you will get your answer in peace. You know, there's a, a a melodic quality to spoken word that... I think is absolutely phenomenal. One of the things I've always loved about performance-type poetry, and that is there's, there's page poetry, there's poems that you read, there's spoken word, there's, po- there's performance poetry. There's all different kinds of ways to verbalize your poetry, just like there is to write it or forms or whatever, styles. But that, that, that the melodic quality of spoken word when someone writes which in a way that's very apparent in the way that you write how throughout the entire piece instead of following one rule you it, it's like inside your brain you're a conductor and you're using rhymes and near rhymes and syllable rhymes and and end word rhymes and you know you're using all these things to tie your words together in a way that becomes music when you listen that I think is absolutely magical in spoken word. And it was an absolute delight. As soon as you started reading that, I picked up on it immediately. And just to be able to follow that rhythm and follow the word choices and the way you rolled them off of each other was just absolutely, it was just fun to listen to. It was amazing. Hey, well, thank you for that, Nyla. And uh, you, uh, you made me think of the past, I think uh, when Jamie Bond, I don't know if you're familiar with her. Oh, my gosh, yes. I remember the reason she wrote her very first haiku about shooting somebody. I challenged her. (laughs) Actually, she said she couldn't write haikus and something about a bullet. And and I counted the syllables for her and said, you just wrote a haiku. 
and she didn't even realize she'd done it. I took exactly word for word what she said, and it broke down into a haiku poem. It was really funny. I love her. Absolutely love her. Yeah, Yeah, well, putting it out there, uh, when I first uh, recited a piece for her, you know, she kept saying, like, I don't know what it is. I mean, she said something like what you said in your description, but she said Mm -hmm. in her own words, it sounded like it's drums when you're reciting your piece. I hear beats. She's like, I don't know. Like, you should be on a track or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's exactly, you know, just like the, the 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 quality, the musical quality to it, you know, exactly what she was talking about. I'm really glad that she said that, and I'm really glad that you remembered that, because now, you know, now it's like, yeah, see, told you. <laughs> Who could disagree with Jamie? Yeah, exactly. Who could disagree with Miss Bond? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd that's have uh, cool. enjoyed being, yeah. I have enjoyed being on your show right here. Glad I was able to recite a couple of my pieces here, Nyla. And um, hopefully I get to catch you on your next broadcast. Well, like I said, now you're family. You know, now there's always going to be a place set for you at the table. You gotta come back and visit. Oh, indeed, indeed. I mean, I called them before, but it's been a, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. You need to tell Miss Jamie the next time you talk to her that she needs to call in, too. I miss that girl so much. Hey, indeed. I'll definitely uh, try to pass that word. <laughs> All right, swear. Tell everyone how to find you again. Oh, yeah. Well, y'all can look me up on uh, Facebook and the uh, Facebook group, DSR, Fire Inc., uh, Radio. You know, uh, make a request to get added to uh, uh, be on the lookout for the uh, all radio DSR promotions and whatnot in the future. Awesome. And when you have a show, make sure you jump over onto my page and post a link for it and let everyone know. I mean, we've got a whole network of poets here. So you might as well take advantage of that and, and uh, plug us in. Oh, indeed, indeed. And thanks again for having me on. Absolutely. Our pleasure, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you again soon, honey. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 860. 860, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful. You had COVID, they were saying? I was stuck up on the mountain because of COVID, yes. Oh, it's awful. I'm feeling better. I, I feel fine. I actually do feel fine. I'm doing just, yeah, I'm okay. Good, okay. I'm just going to just keep it short. I've got two short ones, okay? Okay. All right. I don't have a title for either of them, so it's, I don't know. It's over. I am not the broken woman I was years ago. Triumph over struggle, no longer dwelling down below. I was invisible in the shadow. I felt no one loved me. Yet eventually, over time, they began to see. The changes, big and small, bright as leaves in the fall. My metamorphosis took years. I shed countless seemingly pointless tears. For out of the clouds peaked the sun. I realized I did not have to run. No escaping my past. No more putting myself last. I needed to find myself at the bottom rung of the ladder to realize that I matter. And poem. And indeed, you do matter. Thank you, yeah. I have a lot of 
come, comes up with kind of depressing poems sometimes, but they always have, you know, seems to have a hopeless, a hopeful ending to most of them, unless I'm really upset <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> okay, um, this one. Um, sometimes I don't know why I keep trying, why I start over each time I find myself back at the beginning, recovering from the bottom yet again. I asked myself how well, was I how I asked I found myself how well I returned to what I was. Never the same yet better in so many ways. I cannot count every time I almost lost hope since I felt sorry, each time I felt I was defeated, yet true to form I always rise. I defied so many odds, I'm designed to surprise myself and others. I'm put here to survive. Each mountain I have to climb is a testament. Tenacity, strength, resilience, my drive to return to myself at any cost, to recover all that was not lost. And poem. Wow. You did fantastic on both of those. Thank you. I'm trying to get better at reading. That's why I was really wanted to get on because I want, I want to practice. I can do more of my <laughs> You can come practice here anytime you want, love. <laughs> okay. Um, for my social media, it's that uh, well, I I go by Jessica Brooke for my pen name, but on Facebook I use my full name Jessica Brooke Miller, and there are two profiles under Jessica Brooke Miller. I say this every time, but it's true. That the one with the turtle in the background is the one I use, and then there's also Jessica Brooke, and I have my books on Amazon. Um, Okay, I, I wanted to give other people chances to read if there are, hopefully are more. <laughs> uh, so I'm Natalie. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening. Jessica, hey. great job, honey. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right, thank you. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 216. Mama, you are on the air. One six on the air. Yes, Mama. Yeah. Wow. How did I get on the air? You raised your hand. Oh, so when I raise my hand, that means I go on the air. Yes, ma'am. Means I unmute your mic. It means I press one. You pressed. You pressed one, and that told me to bring you on. So that. So I raise my hand and like a fly and like get on in the air. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How are you doing, Mama? I'm I'm losing it. I'm losing it. How does this work? Well, see, on my on my studio, when you guys press one, uh-huh. next to your phone number, a little hand comes up. And so I know if I see that little hand that you want me to unmute you. Okay. Unmute. Mute. That means, like, I can't talk because I'm No, it means, like, that you can talk. I have not muted you. I can. So before that, I was deep and dumb? Well, maybe. (laughs) I don't know the correct answer here. I don't either. I don't know how I got. <laughs> okay, now I'm not a mute anymore. First I was a mute with my hand in the air, and then I became on the air. 
and like and not and, a new- and like a miracle from heaven, you can now speak and read a poem. Okay, well I'll try it. So how are you now? <laughs> doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Mm-mm. You having a good time talking to your old friends and grateful and stuff like that that you're not missing another show. What's last that? week? Last week, um, you weren't there. Last week, I was not there because I was at an event up on the top of Bohemia Mountain in the deep wood wild country in like an old gold camp area. And on the day we were supposed to leave, we found out that the girl that I had been running around with and taking up there uh, tested positive for COVID. And therefore, any of us who had people living with us, we could not go home. So we were quarantined up on top of the mountain with a cougar. Oh, my God. Poking around camp That's, for an extra six so, and a half days. Oh, my, oh my so God. So I was not no here. Wonder. That's why Christopher came no. on and told everybody. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't because I was missing. I wasn't feeling good either. But um, it wasn't mm-hmm. COVID. It's just my blood pressure was just up. and uh, But I kept looking in the mailbox. And that's what made me think something wasn't right. But I didn't know what wasn't right. I just knew that when you yeah. said you're going to do something, you know, you said you're going to mail something to me, and it didn't come. So, so now I know yeah. the reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it it was pretty interesting. It was fun. Christopher drove halfway up the mountain and left us supplies because we couldn't see him either, of course. So, those of us left up there, he. He brought us up some medicine and some blueberry wine and some propane and water and things that we needed, supplies that we needed to stay up there for an extra six days. Yeah, wow. yeah it was that's, interesting. That sounds like an brought me more bullets because, you know, you're never going to have enough of those. <laughs> but you know what? That's an adventure that you need to probably journal and write about. You had time to do that. So, I mean, that's another story that, I just think it's going to be a great story in the end, I no matter what it loved, is. I loved, spank, I loved that I got that experience with the cougar. Absolutely. Wow. And wow, I know too much about them story. to ever shoot one. So I, I, well, no, know. but it's kind of attacking. Well, it wasn't my first different. rodeo in the deep woods. Well, he was trying, no, he's not trying to attack you. You're not trying to bother him. He's not trying to bother you, but you had an extra no, it was. A, it was a mother with two adolescents. And both times that she actually came to camp, they were tracking in a deer and led them straight to our camp because the deer were coming to our camp because they knew if they came to our camp, the cougar couldn't get them. So that was that was the fun of that experience. You know how things, uh, things are learned behavior? The deer have learned that the closer they stay to human camps, the safer they are from the cougar, which is bringing the cougars closer to human camps. That's very interesting, and also I heard that the deer were having problems with some type of zombie disease, that they were not oh, afraid. Oh, thanks. Of... Now, I'm really glad I didn't know that before I was up there. That was bad enough. <laughs> the zombie deer. <laughs> I'm going yeah, to have to look that up. After you came down, did you hear about them? No, so that would have scared me yeah. more. That would have scared me more than anything. That. I mean, the yeah, cougar, they... you know, I know what to do for a cougar, so I wasn't scared at all, but... The zombie deer. deer. Okay. You know, I went. This is true story. I'm off the track here. True story. I'm out in the middle of God knows where, Panhandle of Idaho, one time. Right? 
the night that I get to my camp and I'm setting up camp and I've got like two weeks on this on this cliff face for fossils for my fossil study. I pull up and I'm setting up camp and I can hear coyotes and stuff and I look up and it's a full moon and honest to God, the thing I was scared of more than anything or uneasy about more than anything in that moment was whether or not werewolves are real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that silly? I mean, that silly, seriously was my first. What if werewolves are there's a full moon? Because it was so bright. There was no mm-hmm. ambient light way up there in the in the woods. I mean, there was nothing mm-hmm. near us. 100 miles, I think, the closest place. So it was like dark, dark, dark. So yeah, me and my, me and my pups sat there and waited for the werewolf to get us. Well, I think it's a little bit more reasonable to think that than it is for you to be scared of clowns. Oh no, clowns are really bad. I know. <laughs> really bad. They're grown men wearing makeup, making little kids sit on their laps. Uh uh-uh. uh. They uh uh-uh. uh. No. Okay. 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 I talked about that the other day when somebody did a poem about clowns, and I said, "Well, my daughter is afraid of clowns, and she doesn't like them." Uh, but the poem started off as, "I like clowns," and she kept going, and I said, "I was thinking about you then." So anyway, baby, I'm just glad everything worked out <laughs> and everything's okay. So mail me that mail that you're supposed to mail me, so I can get that done and get that back. And I'm going to read a piece here uh, that's in my. Um, um, my favorite poems by other poets. So the first piece I'm going to read is by Solid Truth, which led me to write my piece um, that she inspired by this piece. So the first piece I'm reading is called Dream Snatchers by Solid Truth, and it's in my uh, favorite poems by other poets on Facebook, written in 2012. And Solid Truth says, They have no ambition. They don't know what they want to do. Yet and still they use their power to hinder everything you do. They can't stand to see you happy. They can't bear it when you smile. They stick close to you in circles, spreading hatred all the while. When you are near them, you can feel them. They are always in the crowd. Even when your truth is silent, their lies speak to you out loud. No matter how they try to cover up the evil that they do, you know they are committed to snatch your dreams from you. But you continue on your journey, ignoring all their fears and doubts. You stay consistently determined to show them what you're all about. Even when no one seems to notice all the negative vibrations, you reflect on why the ancestors poured out liberal libations. Because they knew you would encounter a dream snatcher or two, so they covered you with blessings to ensure you'd make it through. So never let them cause you worry. Never give them any power. Always focus on your dreams because soon comes the waking hour. That was by Solid Truth. 
a motivational speaker. You can find that poem on Facebook. My favorite poems by other poets. That was incredible. I I can see why you love it, Mama. Yeah, I loved it. And I wrote this not as a response to it, but but by being inspired by it. Because I got a lot Mm -hmm. of people that have just done some little dirty, nasty little things to me, and I've been nothing but nice to them. Um, So it goes like this, the waking hour. I don't cluck with chickens, and I don't peck with pigeons. Eagles fly alone. When I eat, I leave the bones. I don't borrow and I don't beg. I hold my own. Why big old men try to suffocate? I cannot resonate with that mindset. My power does not dwindle from your crapshoot or your bad bet. My destiny has already been set, and history will be filling my power. Because soon comes the waking hour. Is that peace? I can see why that one inspired you, and I love what it inspired you to write. Yeah, I don't cluck with chickens no more, Both. and I don't. Peck with <laughs> I love that part. I don't peck with pigeons. Pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're like the queen, the queen mother of all. One, I mean, th- those little stinger lines that you put in your palm, for sure. Mhm. Yeah. Yep. Got to do it. Eagles fly alone. So Eagles here we go. My little, my little eaglet baby down here, uh, stuck up on the mountain, and then. <laughs> you know, for <laughs> for having to go through all that and be, you're not not feeling good, and the whole quarantining and all that stuff I can't think of a better place to do that oh yeah no that was God's will I mean no I'm not saying that I'm just I'm just glad you you know that you got the enjoyment out of it and you got the purpose out of it that was meant to be and that you're not all sad and worried and like what happened I mean you, you got the beauty out of it as well so, you know, because that's mm-hmm. that's how Nyla is, you know, so you're not, you know, you've got the benefits of your experience, put it like that. And I think course, so, too. Of, and, of course, we got the trusty um, rescue hero that brought the, the um, provision up there. That's my boy. I love him. I know, right? And, uh, You'd have been so yeah, proud of him. Yeah, I'm always proud of him. So when you said that, it just made me start smiling because, like, wow, that was like long ranger to the rescue. All the way, all the way from home, drove all the way halfway across Oregon and up a mountain, Man. one of the steepest, tallest, mm-hmm. wildest mountains in in this area. Man, that's so he can drop stuff off in the middle of the road for us. I yeah. would climb the highest mountain. Man, that's a poem. I would climb the highest mountain. I would swim the deepest sea. Oh Lord, just to that's get a the poem. COVID test, so you return to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Among other things. 
go get my baby. That's right. All right, baby. <laughs> I will soon talk to you. And this is your mommy love get coming out now. So, yeah, thank you so much. Talk to you soon. I love you, Mama. Thank you so much for sharing. Do you, uh, Tell everyone the, the whole Vicky Aqua How to Find You thing. The Vicky Aqua How to Find Me thing. You find me on Poetry Soup. Vicky Aqua, A-C-Q-U-A-H. You find me on Facebook under Vicky Aqua, a.k.a. Mama Oladeji. And then you'll see um, the... Um, the um, my favorite poems by other people. So you can go and read those great poems over there too. Well, thank you so much, Nyla. And I'll talk to you next week or even before. Are you still there, Mama? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Did you hear me? No, it, you cut out there at the end. I thought you were gone. Uh, I'm gone now. Okay. I just said I'll talk to you next week or before. <laughs> All right, Mama. Love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So let's see where we are here. We've got area code uh, 903 followed by area code 8. Let me see. 813. All right, yeah, those will be our last two callers tonight. Let's go ahead and grab 903. My board was trying to lock up on me. <laughs> 903, I believe, I don't know who 903 is. 903, that's Eric. Is that you? Hello. Hey there. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shulman. How are you doing? Hey, sweetheart. I'm doing great. I didn't think I was going to get you unmuted. I was I was wrestling it on this end. Uh-oh. Darn technology. I know, right? <laughs> How are you doing? No. I'm doing good. Uh, I went to work this morning, and I saw a sign on my way back from work. So I, so I go to an office, of course, in the morning, and then go back to an office, and then I drive home, but on my way uh, in my in my dad's truck that that I ride in the back of, I saw a sign that said "Open Mic Night Tonight at six. So I got off at five, surprisingly, and I went to that, and it was uh, mainly all musicians and singers, and some even played together. Um, there was uh, quite a bit. <laughs> this one dude played the auto harp, and uh, I've never seen it before. It was interesting. And a lot of people play guitar. I used to go guitars. to one. Like, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, anyway, they uh, they let me read through my poems. I read Royal Texans and American Cowboys. It was pretty. It was pretty country, but they did have some other music besides country too. And uh, this little girl was probably like five, maybe six, maybe, and she sang the national anthem, verbatim. Memorized, and I think she sang something from Frozen. I'm not for sure. I didn't know the first song, but she was the last. She was the last uh, performer, and she did a good job. And uh, they liked my poetry and asked me to come back when I can. And there's going to be a cowboy poetry open mark night full theme in October. They told me about that, and this woman actually records the whole event, so I'm probably going to be posting that on Facebook later. 
once she sends it That's to awesome. me. That's awesome. I gave her my number, so, yeah, I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, they loved it, and I messed up a little, but I had a hard day, and, uh, yeah, but that's all right, because it was impromptu, but it was in person, and, and I actually got to write my name in the list, so that was pretty cool. It's been a long time since I've been to open mic night in person, so, but, Anyways, yeah, so my day's been pretty good, uh, and I did have a blast, and they played a lot of good music, too. I don't like every country song ever, but they played, they picked some good ones, and they had, a couple played their own songs, too, so, but that was cool, and now I get to read on your pay, on your uh, show, too, so that's good. <laughs> I'm sorry you had uh, a case of COVID. I never got COVID. I got pneumonia instead. So, wow, which I'm over now, but pneumonia is bad. Yeah, I didn't. Sure I didn't bad. have COVID. I was exposed. Oh, you didn't actually. I didn't. No, oh, okay. I got. I didn't feel good, but I didn't test right. positive. But the girl that I was running around with, the girl who kept grabbing a hold of my wine glass while where I was up there and drinking out of my wine glass and all this stuff, <laughs> her and her tent mate had to leave early, uh, and the day I was supposed to leave, we had somebody run back up the mountain and let us know that they had both tested positive for COVID, so none of us could go home. Uh, oh, the only ones it. that could leave the mountain were the ones that lived alone, and because I don't live alone, mm. I could not come home and bring right. home, so I had to stay up on the mountain. Yeah. Oh, dang, that's sucks. Well, it's good you didn't get it. I am, yeah, you have no idea how good. <laughs> Every time I stood up, somebody was grabbing my glass, and it's like, that is so gross. And I didn't know about it at yeah. the time. Anyway. Yeah. That is yeah. pretty gross. <laughs> All right, I got a new poems called Epic Poem Praise Song. So I've been reading epic poems. Uh, I don't know if you have uh, been reading my statuses or not, but recently I've been reading epic poems and listening to some audio books of them too. Um I've been obsessed with epic poems ever since I was a boy. They're actually a teenager in high school when I first read Beowulf, um, and amongst others, too. But anyway, so I'm go- I am reading epic poems of basically every <laughs> an- uh, ancient civilization known to mankind, and then, uh, of course, modern ones, too. I have a long list of, of uh, ones from the beginning of our of humankind until now so but anyways here we go so, epic poem praise song by Eric Shulman sing to me O creators of oh, hang on my cursor just messed up hang on dang it alright sorry about that alright 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 epic poem praise song by Eric Shulman sing to me O creators of heroes and heroines conquest Sing to me, O creators of his or hers traveling adventures. Sing to me, O creators of his or hers actions, reactions, interactions, and conversations. Sing to me, O creators of his or her victories and failures with overcoming trials and tribulations. Sing to me, O creators of his or her devotion, servitudes, destinies, and rebellions to the gods and goddesses. Sing to me, O creators of his or hers exalted, extraordinary epoch, entertaining lives and afterlives, 
sing to me, O creators of his or hers magical, mythical movers. Sing to me, O creators of his or hers admirers and haters. Sing to me, O creators of his or hers failing and and or overcoming adversaries' hindrances. Sing to me, O creators of his or her strengths and weaknesses. Sing to me, O creators of his or her wonderments. Sing to me, O creators of his or her psychological archetypal characteristics. Sing to me, O creators of his or her stories and importance. Sing to me, O creators of his or her structured and unstructured ways. Sing to me, O creators of his or hers meaning and purposes. Sing to me, O creators of your purpose for writing about these chosen ones and your messages you convey to the readers. That's in peace. That was awesome. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. I just just tried to convey basically everything you can get out of an epic poem. Uh, So (laughs) that's what I did. And and eventually I'll be, I'm thinking about turning my life into an epic poem, but I might turn still a country boy and add more to it. Well, I mean, it is, but I mean, I want to add, you know, I'm still adding more to it is what I was saying. I still have more life experience too. I could exactly. further it on, Every you know. Every day you're adding a line. That's right. Precisely. And, uh... You know, that's kind of a neat way to go. think about waking up every day. You wake up every morning and, like, what line am I going to add to my story today? That's right. It's a great way, yeah. There's actually, uh... I've, I don't know exactly which ones they were, but uh, I've read I've read different writers on writing, and they talk about... Um, you know, nothing is technically, even some poets too, and they say nothing's technically done, and even in art and artists and painters and stuff like that too. But um, you can, there's there's people that do that, and they set a certain set time frame to write and to basically give them time to do what they need to, to write their book or novel or whatever. But yeah, that's precisely what they're doing, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was going to read my transformation, if I still got time to do two. Please, yes, of course. Okay, cool. All right, I think I read this last time I was on here. That's all right, though. So, all right, my transformation by Eric Shulman. Continuously failed, fallen, chosen wretchedness over happiness. Being mentally damaged, hurt by others, and wrongfully reacting. Realizing that I am the culprit and ringleader for most my problems. Finally, wanting and choosing self-love instead of self-hatred. Grasp. Feeling exhausted, drowning, hiding, hurting, and temporal delights. Beyond tired I am, always running away from my problems and self. Never addressing or assessing, solving them, nor responsible. Today is the day. Starting my transformation day, changing for me, no longer needing or wanting approval of others living life, learning, living in, moments enduring, madness, gladness, and sadness, thinking and taking good, bad times as adventures, controlling feelings, calming my anger, enragement, psychosis, freeing their grasping, worrying not about anything I cannot control, 
working what I can, being real to myself and stop pretending comfortably not, doing and being better for me and towards others around me. Changes are hard are harder achieved than said. However, I will obtain them. That's in peace. The Eric Sheldman Positive Thinking Self Help Poem. That's Everybody right. Yes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> That's it. That's correct. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for the platform. <laughs> Thanks for everything you do for us, Nyla. Appreciate it. You're very Love welcome, you. sweetheart. Um, it's so good to hear from you. Thank you so much. Great to hear from you too. And great to be back on your show. And I'll try to be on, you know, as, as much as I can. So, um, well, I'm glad, I'm glad when the universe aligns and you can be here. I know you're busy. I know you're working really hard out there, all the heat and everything like that. So I really do appreciate when you can get here. And it's just, it's awesome. Yes, I definitely appreciate it, too. I'm going to let the next poet come on. Sorry. Uh, mm. So run. All right, baby. We'll <laughs> all right. talk to you next this week, is, You honey. can find me on, and I'll talk to you next week. Go ahead. Thank you. Oh, no, tell you can find me on you. Facebook. I cut you off. Yeah, that's what I was about to. Yeah, I was about to do. Sorry, it's <laughs> all right. You can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shellman. You can find me on Instagram. It's Eric Shellman uh, as well. And that's really it right now. So, thanks again, Nyla. Thanks for everything you do for us. And have a great week and or end of the week and weekend. <laughs> and I'll try to be on the show next week. Love you. Talk to you later. Love you too, sweetie. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Our last caller for the evening, area code 813. 813, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. So, first, I want to say thank you so much for having me. I think we're going to save the best for last. No shade from anybody, you know. Damn asses, you know, the thing. But, um... Are you... Let me... Before you keep going... Are you on speakerphone right now? I am. Do you want to pull it off speakerphone for me? Because you started getting really muffled and muted there. Is that better? That is better. Okay, great. So, I want to first say... I'm a mother first and a poet always since I was like 14 years old and I'm 34 now. I've been doing my thing for about 14 years. I have an 18-year-old son and an 11-month-old daughter. And so life has been interesting lately. Um, I desperately have been needing to be heard. I um if I can be honest with you, I've been going through a lot, right? I had the baby October fifth, twenty twenty one, and then seven days later I had a heart attack. And then six days later I had a stroke. And so now I am partially paralyzed on my left-hand side, which limits me um, 
in more ways than I ever imagined. I didn't realize with the, with the one year old baby. You're right. I can't even change a diaper. I had never bathed her before. I need help with everything. I can't wear bras. Don't worry about saving. I'm all natural now. You know, it's just crazy. But I don't even care about that, you know, because I almost died so many times. I even had to get two stents in my right carotid artery. So between a heart attack, the stroke, the stents in my neck, um, and then when I had the baby, the epidural ran out. I didn't even know that could happen. The epidural ran out. I about like to die, okay? I about like to die. But <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But so, and then two months after I had the baby, we all got COVID. So, you know, this last year. And we got COVID for Christmas Eve, Christmas, my birthday Eve, my birthday, and New Year's Eve and New Year's. So, it was just in time for to just fuck up my life, you know? Okay, so I just want to say that it's been extremely difficult because after you have a baby, as you know, as a mother, sometimes you go through postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. That is something that is normal, normally, but the depression is way worse when you have a stroke and a heart attack because there's a such thing called post-stroke depression. I didn't know that, so... We're going through postpartum depression, post-stroke depression, and regular it's like ass crap is playing Jenga on top of your head. Yeah, exactly. On regular, on top of regular post-traumatic stress disorder. So mm-hmm. now I obviously can't work because I'm newly disabled, and so I have no money at all, right? Like nothing. Five dollars in my wallet, right? Now I'm homeless. I don't have a car. I depend on Medicaid transportation to get me to my physical therapy, occupational therapy, cognitive therapy, regular-ass therapy, regular-ass psychiatrist. You know, I got all kinds of appointments. Last week, they were supposed to pick me up for four appointments. They literally did not pick me up at all. Yesterday, they picked me up, took me out of town to my physical or my occupational therapy and left me there, did not come and pick me up at all. That's the third time they left me out of town while I'm disabled with no money and no nothing. And yesterday there was a point where my phone died while I was out there with no ride and no money and no nothing. And so when you have an out-of-body experience, like a stroke or a heart attack or anything like that, and then you are like spit out into this world and then they expect you to survive now this world is bills don't stop just because you had a damn stroke they don't give a damn about your stroke okay or your heart attack either and so it's true I applied for disability in February they said it takes three to six months well here we are in September I have not received the dime, and I am desperately struggling. I mean, I had the baby and had the stroke. Now, then I got teased on so many times because, you know, they don't expect you to be physically ailed, and they don't know how to handle that sometimes. And unfortunately, you don't get the support that you really, 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 truly need. And so... Mm -hmm. I'm just 
moved. I moved away from my family to a small town. I'm from Orlando, Florida. I moved to a small town. It only got one Walmart. My street that I lived on had four Walmarts. I'm not used to this. They don't have public transportation here. I hate it here, to tell you the truth. And now I'm at the point where I um, I hate asking for anything. I hate being a charity case. I hate handouts. I hate all of that stuff. But at this point, I have to put my pride to the side and say, you know, I'm hungry and I need help. I'm homeless and I need shelter. I have these kids. I need help taking care of them. I need help. And so I just, um, I wrote a couple of poems because, you know, I've been doing my thing for 14 years. I know a lot of people. I do well. I've traveled all around the United States doing my thing, do music, radio personality, uh, show host, you know, um, throw events and all kind of things, you know, modeled and, and act and rap and battle rap, all kinds of things. So I know all kinds of people. But you know what? When you go through something, that's when you realize you ain't got no people. Not for real. Or you realize who your people do. I don't have a lot of people, and that's unfortunate. But anyway, um, I wrote a poem called Don't Worry About It Damn and I really hope that you know it's over but this is going to be the first time that I shared it with anybody out on any platform so I really appreciate the opportunity and thank you so much for listening to me while I vent right quick, mm-hmm. so you can get the background right quick. Okay. So, if I say, don't worry about it to you, that means you most likely best not ask me for nothing else, because most likely there will be nothing else that I could do for you, because if I actually humbled myself down enough to ask a friend or a loved one for something, and they made a promise to deliver and had me out here in this world depending on on them. And then when all of a sudden, when it's time to come through, I can't get a hold of them. Or how about, although many of my immediate friends and family are on Facebook, yet I can't get this message to quite literally save my life. Can you imagine having 3,080 friends on Facebook and can't get not one of them on the main line? Now, I know people are busy and have lives of their own. But since when has it been cool to see a missed call and not return a call of mine? And that's why when my life's on the line and that's why the main one I need to depend on when my life's on the line is the guy that's in me, that's good to me all of the time. I realize that I must not cast my worries, cares, or not even my greatest fears anyone else. I had to dig deep down within to help myself. In order to stay encouraged, I must encourage myself. 
I had to stop looking outward for fans of mine and become a fan to myself. I had to learn to stop looking outward for friends of mine and become a friend to myself. I had to stop looking outward for love and start loving myself. I had to stop looking for a life raft because either I was going to sink or swim, so I had to dig deep down within to pull out the strength and power so that I can sure to save myself because ain't nobody coming to save you. You got to save yourself. So I don't have to ask nobody to come pick me up because with God, I'm determined to ride and drive myself. And you you no longer have to give me a washed-up excuses because I can clean up myself. And you don't have to listen to my poetry as long as I can record, read, and recite for myself. I had to learn to, to depend not on nobody else and lean on that good goddess power within myself. I quite literally don't have to go to court with y'all because, God, I can ball all by myself. I say I don't have to go to court nor play games with y'all because with God, I can slam all by myself. And at the same time, I certainly don't have to go to court with y'all because, God, I can look right in the mirror and judge myself. And if I look right to myself and think that God is a 10, then why on earth should I want to or need to, I say, why on earth would I want to or need the help, validation, or opinion of anybody else? So please, if I called or reached out to you within this last year right here, for whatever reason, and I couldn't get through to you, this one was for you and especially for me too. Because then you have to worry about it. So be it. Because God, please, don't worry about it then. Wow. Wow. You know, even through all of that, I love the strength you show in that piece. Because it's so hard. People don't know how hard it is. I cry every day. Every day. Because, you know, it's not fair. I woke up like this, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had to um, figure out how to, when you are by yourself and you ain't got nobody to encourage you, you have to figure out how to do it yourself. And so I had to write that out loud for me one time for quality assurance and for everybody else that, you know, haven't been, or or who I thought would come through. And that's now your really your story you know? is the same as so many other people. You're not the only one living that story. There are other people out there who are struggling just like that. You know, for whatever their monster is, whatever it is that knocked them down. You know, right. it doesn't matter what the monster is. And what matters is that they're down. You know, and so by you writing that, you're actually being a voice and a wake-up call for so many of them who don't have the way with words you do. Or even, you know, whatever the reason is, maybe they can't even... 
Yeah. You know? You know, and, like, and not period. just that, but opening up everyone else's eyes that this is a problem. You know, it's like you said, you're waiting on your disability. Disability, if you talk to somebody who works there, they are trained to tell you no three times before it goes through, unless you have somebody fighting you in your corner that can push it through the process because they're hoping you just go away. Yeah. Um, yep. So, um, I just want to make sure... I know this is the end, and you know, at a show, I switched the energy or, um, you know, made anything sad. I didn't mean to do that. I was just wanting to express myself. So, well, um, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you were able to do that, and I'm sure that there's going to be some people who want to get a hold of you, so why don't you tell them how they can find you? Okay, so I am on Facebook under Alethea Dupree. That's spelled A L E A. T Light Tiger, H I Kathy, I A. My last name is Dupree. D Light Diamonds. U Light Universe. T Light Precious. R Light Rich. E Light Energy. E Light Energy. Alethea Dupree. And I'm on Instagram under They Call Me DG, which is D E Y C A L L M E D G D G S. Sort for gorgeous gangster and gorgeous status. And um I just you know, um if it's okay for me to say what my cash app is, just in case anybody feels, you know, compelled to sow a seed into my life while I'm down right now. If it's okay, can I say it? Mhm. Okay, so my cash app is dollar sign D E Y. C-A-L-L-M-E-G-G. And I say that um, trying to put all pride to the side because I swear, I swear I hate I hate it. I hate it. But there is a need, okay? The need is there. And I would not. I never, this is the lowest point that I have ever been in my entire life. And so at this point I can't even act like or be prideful. I can't I there's no room. There's no room. I'm trying to survive. So that can I say my second piece? Yes, please. Okay. And this is another piece that is out of my journal. I never read this for anybody at all. So I feel like I'm a version to this show. My version pieces. So, you know, then, you know, new piece, new shit, new everything. This is all, this is all new. It's like, and it's all good. And I really appreciate the opportunity to express myself. Now, this poem right here, I will say, Is um, one of those is real. It's real. Uh, my first name, Alethea, in Greek means truth. So all of my poetry is real. You know, I, I it's, it's the truth, the heart down truth, and a lot of it is my life. So this one was called "Apologies Not Accepted" because it's none of my business. 
Yeah. I was told apologies and good intentions don't matter if it still makes other people feel bad. And I keep apologizing for things that they said that I do that's clearly unintentional, so I'm not aware that I'm doing it. And they won't even accept my apologies, leaving me the only one alone and lost and feeling sad. I had a major stroke and a heart attack, leaving me with brain damage so bad that I'm temporarily paralyzed on the left-hand side with major neuropathy pain in my left hand and foot. All one week after giving birth to my beautiful baby girl, Azalea Khaleesi, I now power junior. <laughs> Almost dying five times within eight months. But in at that time, my 18-year-old son and my eight-month-old daughter was worth fighting for. So I attempted to... So I attempted to resist the temptation and the urge of suicide because postpartum depression ain't no hope. I literally daydreamed of ways, the exact ways that I wanted to die. Number one, during an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Number two, while smoking a blunt. Mm-hmm. Number three, by making a pallet on the railroad tracks and take a bunch of melatonin and go to sleep hoping to pick up I really want. See, this way I wouldn't have to get cremated and my family wouldn't have to worry about paying for a funeral. But they would still be devastated. My children wouldn't would have to grow up wondering if watching them grow up was worth it to me. I can't imagine if I could have taken my own life, meaning I didn't care anymore and killed myself on purpose. Thank God I'm an empath because my kids and this work right here, it's like the only two things. Sometimes you only need a couple reasons why not to make that conscious decision. So I ask myself, do I really want to live or do I simply want to exist? If I really live, my haters going to say it's child neglect, but really living is something somebody like me just can't resist. Shit, because I'm a vibe with great energy with lots of love to give and receive, with an awesome child, hand-picked personally by me, and I don't have to guess because it can't be denied that they all really and truly see me and they fucks with a G. And it's such a blessing for that to be all I know because I so happen to also know a bunch of liars, hypocrites, cheaters, ungodly, ungrateful, backstabbing, envious, jealous, demon-possessed, trifling-ass folks. And they didn't even realize that by acting that way made it easier for me to let go. Thank God I'm a goddess that realized that it was time for me to glow up, kill all my frenemies and outright enemies with kindness. That makes them sick to the stomach like they want to throw up and and put my focus on myself, not them kids nor the men that I made them with, or no one else. Bitch, it won't be the first time I've been called one, so that won't help, because this mother, fucking beautiful, selfish-ass bitch got a plan, which is my business, real work. Y'all gonna get this, because I'm on one, 
ventures that's going to free myself and my family. Because I need this time, don't mean I disown them. Them children came out of my canal. So if they ever need me, I'll be there to console them. Now, according to them, taking this time for myself is neglecting my children. But I'm handling mine. And I got to remember that my apologies went unaccepted. So what they think of me is none of my motherfucking business. Powerful. Again, powerful. Yeah. No, you, 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 I don't even know what to say that. They're just, God, so many women, that's the voice for. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard. It's It's hard to speak your truth. It's hard to lay yourself out there naked. Yeah, and that's definitely what. It is. I was telling somebody earlier, if someone's not going to be on your death, you know, sitting beside you on your deathbed, holding your hand, telling you that you matter when you take your last breath, if that person, if someone is not that person, then they don't matter to me. You know, if someone's going to be judgy with me or whatever, it's like, you know, if you, yeah, you know, have a great life, but you yeah. don't have the right to hurt me. You don't have the right to pull me down. Yeah. If you're exactly. not going to be one of my people, then go be someone else's Get people. Away. That's fine. Just, you're not one of my yeah. people. Not mine. And, mm-hmm. like, I had to, it hurt. Let me tell you something. After this, and I don't mean to, you know, keep going, but after this stroke, I had a friend of 16 years. 16 good ones now. So for me, I felt like we were practically married, you know. That's my sister, you know. But mm-hmm. she got upset with me. Um, and she got upset with me because whew, I gave her something. I gave her some money. And um, she wanted more for me and I could not I wasn't in a position to and so I offered a service to her at a very discounted rate that would help her business and it was at 50, it was $50 right and she mm-hmm. got upset with me I already gave her $100 she got upset with me because I offered a service that would benefit her. And um, now we're not friends because she said she felt like I was trying to hustle her. But if I don't work, and you see I just had a stroke and a heart attack, and you're supposed to be my sister, how can't you, why don't you, why, you know, support is love. I, I know what you're trying to say. I understand. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it just hurt. It just hurt. Yeah, it ended up. It ended up. Um, you know, I ain't gonna never forget. A woman is never gonna forget how people treated them while they were pregnant or after they had that baby. And so, since I a woman never forgets how she's treated. Period. Period. 
There he is. We're like freaking you know, elephants. We don't forget that yes. shit. Hell no. Hell no. But, you know, when you having babies and about to die and shit, you know, when you shit, the most vulnerable times in your life, you know, mm-hmm. you're wide open. You know, so many people died during childbirth. And I had a baby, and I thought that was it. Shit. A week later, all hell broke loose. And I'm, I'm, it's almost a year later, and I still cannot eat. My left hand feels like it weighs, my left arm feels like it weighs a pound. Shit, it's ridiculous. I am determined to get back full recovery at 100%. Um, um, I trust God's promises to um, get me to where I need to be so that I can um, progress and get well. And I believe I that you that. have the strength in you to do that, period. You know, exactly. that wherever you pull that strength from inside you, you know, you are, you are not a weak woman. I'm going to get cut off here because the show is done, but I want to make sure that you give out your information one more. No, no, no. I just want to make sure that you give out your information before it cuts me off. Okay. So I'm on Facebook, and I'm on Facebook mainly because, you know, you can always have Wi-Fi, so even if you don't have phone service. So Alicia Dupree, that is A-L-E-A-T like Tiger, H like Happy, I-A. Dupree, D like diamonds, U like universe, T like pretty, R like rich, E like energy, E like energy. Alicia Dupree. Of course, they call me Gigi. On Instagram, they call me Gigi um, at D-E-Y-C-A-L-L-M-E-G-G. And please, if you feel it in your heart, even if it's a dollar, I swear to God, the way I got $5, if somebody sent me a dollar, I put a dollar with a dollar and be able to buy me something. Anything, I just buy my daughter something. Oh, she's about to turn one, and I, I, okay, so I, I can't even. I'm just gonna say, oh, hold on, give me a second. That's the anxiety is ridiculous because you know it's a lot. But my cash app is dollar sign D E Y C A L L M E G G. And I thank you for listening, and I thank anybody for understanding. And if you can just say a prayer, if nothing else, if you can't say anything, please just say a prayer for my survival and um, my exit and my, um, you know, and my testimony on this, you know, and my, and just to come out in this life victoriously. I have no doubt that you will come out victorious. It's already thank done. Thank you so much. I can't thank you. And I, and I, please have me again on the show. I will um, try to keep sending the invite so I can, you know, tap in because I love it here. I love it here. I will, in a I place, will be sure in a to do that. Where I, I hate promise. it where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's because I don't have no car. I don't have no way to get to no open mics or anything. And I'm used to doing this, doing open mics at least three to five times a week. So, and I'm used to hosting my own. I've been so, on your please. page. I know. I know what you do. So, oh, you know? I know. You know. Nah. Mm-hmm. Your but cute little blue mermaid dress, I remember that. Yeah, 
you had little I jewels on your face. You're not just the face in the crowd. <laughs> you know, I really, 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 really try real hard to um, to express myself artistically in whatever way I can. You know, and um, like while I was I was watching and listening to the show, I painted something a beautiful big old sunflower and. I'm going to post it because, you know, I feel like I was painting. I felt like it was a live painting with a live poetry. So, you know, like, la ta And I know sunflowers mean something to you. you it is because mm-hmm. my daughter, her birthday party is going to be sunflowers, bumblebees, and leopard print. And so, yeah. you know, yeah, you just you get a thousand full point charges. Thank you so much. Because... <laughs> You know, to be seen in the crowd. You know, to be seen or to be heard or to be. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, I can't even express it enough. Like, God damn. Like, somebody, please see me out here. I'm here, but I'm drowning, but I'm here, and I'm trying to stay afloat, but I'm here. Please, you know? Just. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank you for. Even acknowledging that you even know I exist because, you know, shit. I would like, you know, if I died in what, you know? But you acknowledging that I exist says that, nope, people see you and people appreciate what they see. So keep mm-hmm. being and keep existing, you know? And so thank you so much, so fucking much. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my motherfucking heart. <laughs> yep. yep. You're very welcome, <laughs> sweetheart. And if you can, give us a call back in next week, okay? Okay, and I will. I will. I'm on your ass. Thank you so much. That's that's um, Ebonics for I'll be in touch. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, sweetheart. Have a great night. Good night. You too. Good night, honey. All right, everybody. You've been listening to Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. Let me grab a short track here because I don't want it to get cut off. We will see you all here next week. You're amazing, and um, just appreciate you all. And I'm trying to grab a track, and I can't find one. And where'd it go? Oh, my gosh, my screen's gone. Um, wow, my page is really is gone. No, it's not. Maybe this one will work. Let's do... Oh, my gosh, is this going to work or not? Is this going to work or not? You guys, I don't know. I'm pushing buttons, but nothing's working. Why is nothing working? All right, so let's do this. I'm going to try this one. This is Emily B. If it'll play. No, let's try this. We have three. Vultures feed on the flesh of the dead, weak, and injured. Or maybe they just think their prey are dumb. They do not realize we know their game. One is eyeing me right now, sizing me up, wondering what I had for dinner and would I satisfy his sweet tooth or would I just qualify as an after-dinner mint. I'll take it. Mints crack bring freshness and murder the bile-filled beak. 
desserts are savored, consumed slowly with precision, not for my comfort, but the sweet lust of the predator. They act like cats, teasing me, ignoring me, placing their drinks on my table, forcing interaction with their booze-filled essence. Instead, I look past them at the hotel art on the wall, playing the game, so I get out of here alive.